What up, party people? It's your boy Tommy G here with episode 66 of the No Mercy podcast. This shit got a little dark. <laughs> we touched on everything. We, I mean, we meant to do this thing on Epstein. I don't think we got to him until an hour and a half in. But uh, the first 20, 20 minutes or so, we kind of gave some background and some bio and then uh, started getting into all the different conspiracy theories. Did a little round table on, you know, what do you believe in, what you don't believe in, so you can get a feel for us. Talked about the fucking moon landing. Talked about MK Ultra. Talked about blood sacrifices. Talked about Epstein. Talk, I mean, you, you fucking name it, and we touched on it at some point in this podcast. The end? Yeah, got, got a little dark. Got a little dark. Probably going to be a little too dark for some of you. But uh, I, I loved it. I thought it was fun. We're going to do it again very soon. We'll start diving down on individual topics. But we covered the whole fucking conspiracy gamut on this. So brought on Bob and Ben. Uh, they did a fantastic job. And uh, you tell me what you think. It's the first crack at it. So uh, without further ado, hit it, Miyagi. Mercy is for the weak. We do not train to be merciful here. If a man face you, he is enemy. Enemy deserve no mercy. What up? Let's get weird. Boy, Tommy G here with episode 66 of the No Mercy podcast. The much-awaited conspiracy theory podcast we've been teasing this and talking about it we've kind of glossed over some conspiracy stuff in prior episodes but it's finally here jeffrey epstein thank you for initiating this and we're gonna have a whole different cast of characters on as we do these this will be the first of many this isn't gonna be the last one so we're not gonna cover everything in this time but i had to start it with my two boys who are probably my main sources for conspiracy information and government information uh, one, I actually have the luxury or unfortunate situation of being related to, and you've seen him on Twitter, at Bob's Lessons, B-O-B-S-L-E-S-S-O-N-S. Robert, how are you today, Mr. Slideshow, Sideshow Bob? What up, what up, what up? Long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> Bobby, the first time we talked about the conspiracy shit, what was it? I think it was like four months ago on Uncle Danny. How long did we end up spending on the phone? I think, was it seven hours? I think it, it was, it was, it was, you know, it was, uh, was it New Year's Day? I think it was. I know I was hungover. I know I went out hard the night before and I, I met- literally woke up, talked to you about conspiracies and went to bed. I was about to say saying that I woke up, we, we talked, I went to bed. That was it. <laughs> that, was, that, that, that was the day. That was the whole entire I remember day. saying like we could have recorded three podcasts that day. <laughs> it was, we should have recorded the whole thing that day. Yeah. And my other boy on here who we've been Twitter buddies for a long time. And Ben, we've been talking about this for a while. Ben Jammin, X-Ben, J-A-M-M-I-N-X on Twitter. J- ben, what's with the fucking X's before and after? It always throws me off when I go to search your name. I don't know, man. I just, it's always been a thing that I've done ever since the days of AIM and AOL and AOL Instant Messenger. And it's just always kind of stuck because for some reason, a lot of people, a lot of people like using Benjamin as their uh, screen name. So I always got to differentiate myself a little bit. Plus, I think it looks cool with the X's on the side. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so annoying because whenever I go to search you, I put Ben and you don't come up. And I'm like, what the fuck? I know it's ben. And then I always forget the X. That's like it. a 13-year-old boy thing to do. I was about to say, it sounds like an Xbox Live gamer tag. Yeah. <laughs> AS, ASL, Ben? Yeah, man. But, so, so we've been talking about this for a while. Ben, I would say Bob, Bob's a fucking nut job, but he's yeah. super smart. Like, yeah. Bob's crazy. Like, yeah. we'll talk a little bit about Bob. Um, and I'm Ben, you're, 
Yeah, you're you're just fucking <laughs> whacked. But uh, Ben, you're kind of the resident like data expert, like. Right, Bob? We're going to need Ben to, like, kind of well, fact yeah, check everything. I throw shit up against the wall sometimes, you know, and then, you know, Ben can fact check me and stuff, you know, which, which is good. You always need that yeah, resident We got our checker. group thread going now. That's probably, we should probably charge admission for that fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, more of, like, a moderate conspiracy theorist. Right, 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 exactly, exactly. So, and the funny thing is this. So, we all get tagged as Trump guys, right, on Twitter. Yeah, so, let's yeah. get this out of the way right out the gate. We do. We are all libertarians. Actually, we found this out the other day. We are all part of the Ron Paul re- revolution. So, for those of you that don't know what a libertarian is, I'll let you guys explain it. But my version of it is: I mean, fiscally, I fall more conservative. I fall way more to the right on a lot of fiscal issues, economics, immigration, stuff like that. But as far as socially, I'm pro gay marriage. I'm pro legalizing marijuana. I'm pro everything. Like I let everyone do what the fuck they want. Like I don't care. So. A libertarian is in the middle, right? Like you're kind of right on some issues, left on other issues. But you'll hear us consistently say the fucking left is out of control. The left is losing their mind and trying to censor things. That just happens to be because when it comes to a lot of the stuff we're going to be talking about, it tends to, at least from my point of view, and I'm sure you guys too, the left sometimes is a little bit crazier than the right on some of these things. But we'll go back and forth. We're not three Republicans doing a podcast like we seem to be grouped in as on Twitter. No. As a matter of fact, um, this last election was the first time I voted Republican. And then in the, um, you know, in the elections for, you know, Senate and in House, the only reason why I voted Republican is to keep the House and the Senate, you know, majority so that Trump can get his policies passed. So re- right. realistically, I'm a Trumplican. Um, I guess I could say libertarian, but actually I'd, I'd say like, you know, I'm pretty liberal on most uh, social issues. And there are a couple I'm actually becoming more and more, uh, I guess you could say conservative, but I'm anti-authoritarianism, <clears throat> pro-Second Amendment, pro-First Amendment. Uh, my main thing is uh, support and free speech. You know, I'm a free speech, uh, you know, as a musician, of course, I'm anti-censorship. So right. First Amendment, Second Amendment, really the Fourth Amendment are the three that I fight for because Fourth Amendment is one that's like really getting attacked right now. No like one a, even knows what – people don't even know what the fucking fourth we can, is. We can get the – it's like a, you <laughs> yeah, know, well, protection against like a legal search and seizure, you know, right to privacy. Right. And, and that's, uh, that's being violated. We're going to actually touch on that. That's being violated right now with your phone on, you know. Right. Right. You yeah. telling your phone to shut off. <laughs> well, my phone's off and it's probably still recording shit. Of course it is. You know. Ben? Yeah, so I see myself the same way that Tommy described, except I probably would describe libertarian as not as much – just straight down the middle center. I think it's a little more center right, but I am socially liberal. So, you know, I supported Ron Paul and, you know, 2008 and 2012, but I also was a fan of Obama at the time in 08. So, um, you know, I, I was kind of liberal when I was younger. And the more I started, you know, looking into things and, and reading into things, I just started leaning more to the right in terms of the way that I approach, you know, economics and, you know, I was going to school for economics and, you know, financial, fiscal responsibility and all that kind of stuff. And then the more I started looking into everything, the more I realized that when you're looking at the political spectrum, um, there's way more crazy to the left and to the right. Like (laughs) both sides have their extremists, but I think most of the left is kind of radical in a way. And, you know, there's a saying that, when you're younger, if you're not liberal, you don't have a heart. But when you're older, if you're not conservative, you don't have a brain. Right. So that, yeah. that's, you know, I kind of go with that. But, you know, I have a lot of friends who are very liberal and democratic. And, you know, most of my family mm-hmm. is, but they're more on the moderate side. 
but um, listening to me over the years, they've all kind of slightly everyone moves the away, right. right? What's yeah. great? Yeah, what's yeah. crazy is like I don't feel like my views have changed that much, but like I feel like the label of my views have changed. You know, like before it's like I thought I was like a liberal, and now they're telling me I'm like alt right, and I'm like shit. I'm kind of like. <laughs> I'm for the same shit that I was like 10 years ago, but now you're telling me I'm like a white nationalist, you know, like yeah. I feel like the left continues to move the goalposts. For well, I mean, for that's, that's really one of the problems, right? Like we're going to talk about that with the media uh-huh. and how they're kind of trying to tag. They're trying to basically censor everyone. They're trying to just shut everyone up who doesn't agree with what's going on. So yeah. I just wanted to get the political thing out, out the gate so that everyone knows whether you believe us or not. Don't really give a fuck. Um, yeah. You have your beliefs. We have ours. One of my favorite lines from a, I used to run a stock trading school. And uh, obviously, everyone there is is a Republican. They're all you know rich, rich white guys, right? So they're all Republicans. And I was probably more liberal. And the funny thing is, one of the guys told me, he goes, "No one's a conservative until they have something to conserve." I love and, that uh, quote. That, I was, love that it. was one of my favorite lines. It's like once you start getting a bunch of money, you start drifting a little bit over the other way. But, once you get that first paycheck, and, they, and you're yeah. like, "What?" Yeah, you know? first six figure check, you start to realize a little bit. But or, anyway, this yeah. isn't a, this isn't going to be about politics. I just wanted to get that out out the gate. I'm going to basically play this. We had a little bit of a conversation the other day. It was fucking awesome. So we didn't we every time we started to talk about something, we said, all right, stop, save it for the pot. Right. So we didn't really get into anything, but I'm going to start it the same way as we kind of started that phone call. And I think the important thing for a lot of people listening here, because we got some people who are conspiracy theorists. We got some people who are just think I'm a fucking nut job or you two are nut jobs and want to hear what crazy shit we're going to come up with. I got a whole theory mm-hmm. that I just invented the other day on fucking White Claw and Jules that, you know, we're going to. I, I love little... it, by the way. And I actually kind of when we get into it, there's a couple things I was thinking about today that, you know. Yeah, I saw I saw a couple things that you sent me that night about <laughs> Monster and Red Bull. I'm like, fuck. But we'll we're going to travel down. Sure. We're going to travel down a lot of rabbit holes. Yeah. And the big thing about this is to. You have to kind of understand that the three of us, I mean, Ben, why don't we do this? So I don't like labeling myself a conspiracy theorist because it sounds crazy. I just question anything I see. And the more shit I see that I question, I find more fucking holes in it, which kind of leads me to question every single thing, which I don't believe the earth is flat. There's other things out there that I don't believe, but I'll research it and question it because the government's lied about pretty much fucking everything throughout our lives. But it's, it's pretty much a process, right? Like, to start questioning, to start breaking your cognitive dissonance and to start questioning um, the norm or society, whether we're living in simulation or whether we landed on the moon, you have to break through this emotional barrier, right, before you get there. So most of us, and there's millions of us around the world, most of us who are in that questioning mindset, that more enlightened mindset, had some sort of event or experience. Uh, for me personally, it was the stock market crash of 2008. Um, I wasn't at all a conspiracy theory. I used to think people were nuts when they said we didn't land on the moon and that fucking 9-11 was an inside job and all that. <laughs> it wasn't until I was basically working down on Wall Street talking to a lot of the head guys at Goldman Sachs in 2005, 2006, and they, I got very close with them, and over a couple of drinks, they spilled their guts a little bit, and they started telling me the whole entire stock market's going to collapse within itself. All these mortgage-backed securities, everything is fake. These ninja loans that the Clintons put out years ago, no income, no job, no asset loans are going to tank the housing market. This is going to be a bubble. It's gonna, and I was like, eh, all right, everyone fucking whatever. And then when it happened and I watched it unfold exactly how they told me it was going to unfold and I saw no one from Goldman go to jail and everything that they fucking said was true, I started questioning everything. I'm like, if the stock market and our financial economy as a whole is being manipulated and rigged by these pieces of shit up at the top, 
what the fuck else are they hiding? What the Who fuck else are they rigging? Everything. Right. And, and then so it opened the door for me, right? It cracked the door open to then go, would they fucking fake a moon landing? Was 9-11 an inside job? What's the motive behind it? So that was kind of my thing. Ben, you said you had an incident, too, which kind of changed your kind of mindset a little bit. And Bob, we'll get to you right after Ben. Yeah. Yeah, so the way I look at all this is, you know, I, don't, I really don't consider myself a conspiracy theorist. I'm more of just like a, a mainstream skeptic. So right. I have a hard time, you know, believing authority in general. I always had, you know, behavioral problems as a kid with listening to people telling me what to do. And I always kind of took the, the alternate route. And I kind of see it as like the Matrix, you know, red pill, blue pill kind of thing. Like, you don't want, do you want the blue pill where you could, you know, remain in blissful <laughs> ignorance and, and just see everything you know, as like this, this, you know, red rosy world where everything's great? Or do you want to take that red pill and kind of like really look in and understand things from the inside and, and be a skeptic of what they're telling you? And so for me, you know, I, I kind of grew up not being much of a conspiracy theorist in general. But when, you know, 9-11 hit, I'm, you know, I'm from New York, I live right by the city, not far, you know, my dad worked right outside of uh, the city in Queens. And he, he could see the towers fall from his window and everything. I knew a lot of people who worked in that area. And so once I started hearing from people who are around there and looking at the, the story that we were being told, it, it just didn't really jive with me. So for me, that was kind of like my first introduction into like, let me look more into this stuff and see what I'm looking at. And the mainstream story, what we were being told by government and news and everything, it just, it just didn't match up. And just, that was kind of my introduction into being a skeptic, you know, politically and, you know, globally in the news and stuff. Because before that I was, I was just all sports. Like for me, right. my life with sports, I didn't, I didn't care about politics or any of that other kind of stuff. And then that was, you know, my introductory moment that kind of got me involved. In, in and that, and that kind of cracks the door. And the reason it's called a rabbit hole is, you know, you've seen the gifts, you've seen the memes and all that. The, because like once you get through that door and you start looking around, it's like, oh shit, look at this over here. And then the deeper you dig, now there are things that are fake that you're going to run across too. If you end up spending enough time on 4chan and 8chan and Reddit and all that, <laughs> you're going to run into some complete fucking absolute lunatics on there. Right. But you know, the funny thing is you just, you start to get to a point where it's like, I like what you said, mainstream skeptic where it's like, all right, someone told me the earth was flat, right? There's this dude running around, uh, uh, whatever his name, Dave was, you know, presumably Dave or whatever the fuck his name was running around and Kyrie Irving's believing it. And this person's believing it. And everyone else just went, you're a fucking nut job. My job is to go, well, why are they thinking that, right? Like, and so I started researching it, and I came to the conclusion that it's not, but I did find a couple right. cool things, which we'll talk about Flat Earth and 9-11 as we get through this pod. But sure. it's, it's almost like I feel like I now have a responsibility that everyone is such fucking sheep. Everyone's drinking the same fucking white claw, smoking the same fucking jewel, watching the same fucking musician, going to the same movie, wearing the same clothes, doing the same thing at – it's like this whole country's turned into sheep that it's like you almost have, I have a personal responsibility to try and break down every sheep-like barrier that goes on. And Bob, you actually became like this actually because of a sickness. Right. Yeah. In um, 2003, I got diagnosed with Crohn's disease. Actually, when I was at Fordham University, I was a sophomore in college. And, uh, you know, that was my wake up call because, you know, um, for the first, you know, three or four years, you know, I was in and out of hospitals getting infusions and treatments and stuff like that. Now, granted, it saved my life. However, after a while, the medications weren't having any effect. And I'm sitting here thinking, like, why am I not feeling better? You know, so 
finally I decided to get online and do my own research, and I came across like a bunch of different holistic stuff, dietary, you know, stuff that comes out of the ground that I can take, you know, like um, that can lessen my symptoms. And uh, and then I start researching about these holistic doctors that show up dead by suicide. Uh-huh. Yeah, and, crazy. Um, and I'm sitting here thinking, why have my doctors never told me anything that I can do to help myself as far as like day-to-day maintenance and diet? And um, I started realizing that I can combat this illness through diet, through exercise, through meditation, through reducing stress, um, through even 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 stuff. I'm seriously like 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 addressing traumatic experiences from childhood. Like all these things like tie into like overall well being. And right. I'm sitting here thinking like, why my doctors have told me I can eat whatever I want. And then you realize that you know Western medicine, these doctors, you know, they're not trained in, in diet. You know, they took a diet course. You know, just probably as like a prerequisite or something like that. And I also worked in the doctor's office, and I saw these drug pushers coming in, pushing the next drug. And then, you know, the doctors push them to the clients. And, I'm, you know, then you start to read about, you know, FDA, and you start to read about the pharmaceutical and their stranglehold. And they're the ones that are suppressing the information. So after that happened, I'm like, well, what the fuck is else going on? And um, I remember junior year when I was at Ford, I mean, I studied uh, uh, broadcast journalism, and I read a book called the media monopoly, which talks about the consolidation of ownership of all the media companies. And that was a Clinton, another fucking Clinton era policy that deregulated the media. And now they all, you know, um, all these media outlets, they're essentially controlled by six companies now, you know, it might even right. be five now. Uh, I, I can pull it up later, but, um, so basically you have a consolidation of media ownership. And on top of that, a lot of these guys at the top of the food chain of the media companies, if you look even further up are on these unelected councils that basically decide the narrative for everything. So now you have one narrative being pushed um, to everybody. You know, you have one, you know, in the pharmaceutical industry, one type of medicine being pushed rather than healing. You know, they're in the business of curing. You know, I'm, I'm sorry, instead of the business of curing, they're in the business of, you know, they want repeat customers. So they have no interest in curing me. They want to treat me. So that way they have repeat customers. Yeah, sickness is business. Right, right. So right. I get infusions. You know, I was getting infusions every eight weeks. Um, and so I know, you know, I started realizing that they're suppressing, um, you know, healing methodologies and suppressing, probably suppressing different types of cures for, you know, all kinds of illnesses that, you know, could really, you know, help heal a lot of these people. So that was kind of my introduction. And then, I, you know, I kept snowballing, like, you know, going down these rabbit holes. And, you know, 9-11 was the big one for me. I mean, it, it all it all goes back to the Clintons, right? <laughs> like yeah. at, at some point, no matter what your thing is, it all it all goes back to the Clintons. It's unbelievable. Like a, it's unbelievable. It's like point, six degrees of Kevin Bacon. You can find anything in history. Like it, at some point, it leads to the Clintons. <laughs> yeah. It does. It all goes to the what Clintons. it is like at least for for our age range, and it's it's when you know media started becoming more mainstream and widely known. And like if you look back, like I'm sure there was a lot of corruption, even maybe even more so before them, but you know they were the first that you really started hearing about it because the the news was getting out to a lot more people you know the internet was out and and so it's it was just a way for people to start you know getting that information faster and quicker and not right. having to depend on you know a horseback rider bringing them their mail and stuff like that so. right i mean that's the main thing they made a big mistake by giving us the power of the internet you know it's like they're, they're spying on us but we're doing the same thing we're turning the camera back on them yeah it's all al gore all right right (laughs) so i i mean it's it's literally just fucking insane because even like uh with the stock market thing that went back to the clintons like a lot of people didn't realize that 
<clears throat> the Glass-Steagall Act, which was put in place, you know, after the Great Depression, um, was basically put in place to avoid the big, 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 the big banks taking advantage and just doing whatever the fuck they want with investors' money. And when I started digging into this in 1999, I started looking, guess who repealed the Glass-Steagall Act? It was Bill Clinton right before he left office. And I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, everything goes back. Like, he literally did it right before he left office as a favor to Goldman Sachs, who was the number one contributor to his campaign. And he repealed it and gave the fucking banks and all the big powerful entities in this country all the power to do whatever the fuck they want and invest overseas and take risks with our money, which caused the financial crash. You go back to the fucking housing crash. And it all stemmed from these fucking ninja loans, these no-income, no-job, no-asset loans that were being handed out during the Clinton administration when they were just giving everyone and their mother, regardless of your credit score, a fucking new home for $400,000, and then they all defaulted on their homes and everything crashed. So you're going to hear a lot of Clinton talk, and uh, it's not only the Clintons, but... uh, well, Most so, of it is. So you've got to follow the money, man. And you wonder why all these you know, same people are, were back in Hillary you know, in 2016 and stuff like that. So it's following the money. You know, like, I, I, don't, you know, I wouldn't have a bias towards Clinton if, if the, if the you know, shoe didn't fit. You know, I'm not, right. I, don't have a, I didn't have a personal vendetta against them or anything like that until you start seeing all signs are pointing towards them. And if they're not, you know, they're in the, in the area. You know? yeah, right. I think one of the most telling things is, um, how much money was being donated to the Clinton Foundation and how it like basically dried up the second that neither one of them was in politics. Unbelievable. Right. Unbelievable. Exactly. And, yeah. and, that's, and that's the fucking funny thing when you start looking at how much money they made afterwards. So I think that's what ends up happening. I don't think any of us, uh, whether you like Trump or not, I don't think any of us were Trump fans, right? Like, I didn't like Donald Trump. I thought he was a fucking idiot. Like, I thought he was a scumbag and, you know, a typical rich business owner and all that before the election. I thought he was a little bit creepy, said some dumb shit. So I think it's, it's, it's tough right now because the political side of it does come up. Because there's a difference between being pro-Trump and anti-Clinton, right? right? Like, maybe you became more into Trump. Maybe you hate him more now. Maybe you like him more now. But most of us who were voting back then... It was basically just anybody but Hillary. Like, that was the whole thing. That was our whole mission. Just get someone in there to break this fucking wheel that the Clintons have been, you know, starting. And, I mean, even the Epstein thing, which we'll start off with, you know, ties back to the fucking Clintons. Like, I mean, you know, Ben, do you want to start off with the whole – Bob, you have something to say? Yeah, I uh, I just want to say, you know, like, as far as, like, you know, this Trump thing, you know, when I was watching the primaries, you know, one of the things that stood out to me was that first debate when when they were asking, you know, like, uh, you know – a show of hands of who's going to support the Republican candidate if you don't get elected. And he was, you know, he was the only one that didn't raise his hand. I was like, damn, he's already trying to stand up, you know, like, and he's like, why the hell should I have to support these guys if I don't like their policies and stuff like that? I'm like, shit. And then he, you know, he was, you know, he was very, um, you know, he turned the camera back on the media. Like I said, that was the first thing that got me into this whole thing is that the media has been running rampant for the last two decades. And he's the first person that challenged the media. And and that to me was I was kind of like okay so I kind of started paying attention to him, and then when Hillary called his supporters you know uh, irredeemables and what, what was the other word uh, basket of deplorables yeah. you know and all that stuff that was the moment that I was like you know what I'm he's got so, it rattled <laughs> yeah I was like I felt like a deplorable at that moment and when she said that I was like you know what I'm a, I'm a deplorable and I remember <laughs> I changed my profile to hashtag deplorable, and that's when all my friends started unfriending me. <laughs> <You know? laughs> There's a lot of friends. I lost Dog so many friends. Oh, my God. 
Yeah, so I let, let even, go, uh, go on, Ben. I wasn't even a Trump fan when when the election cycle started. Uh, I actually used to call him a buffoon. I was right. like, What's this buffoon doing running? Like he's never gonna win. Like this guy. But the more I, I really started listening to his speeches, and I was like, wow, he, you know what he's saying really aligns with what I'm saying. And you know, I know he he was more liberal than I would have liked. And you know. I was looking for more of a straight libertarian or even more conservative. And, and he actually is pretty liberal. So people, he was a Democrat. Yeah. Yeah. And like that. It was a Democrat. The know? most hardcore Trump supporters. And I'm definitely a, a hardcore Trump supporter now, but a lot of people like when they see him come out and start, um, you know, promoting things that are more liberal than you would want, you have to remember that that's what he's kind of always been. And so he's, he hasn't changed that. He's, He's, you know, he's been true to what he has always stood for. So if you if you're like, well, that that's not the Trump that I know. No, it's like, no, nah, that is like that. Right. That's who you voted for. Like, that's who he is. And so just over more time, I just started, you know, liking him more. And he's not a libertarian or anything, but he's definitely he's definitely more in the middle than people give him credit for. Yeah. And, and yep. the big thing here is, I mean, what people don't understand, we touched on it earlier, and I know you guys want to hear about aliens and fucking Michelle Obama's dick and all that. We're going to get to it. Like, no, this we got, shit needs to be said, though. We, we know, have to get this out. Right. The first episode of a podcast like this, the first 20, 30 minutes is going to have to be kind of letting you know who we are, where we stand, what's going on, what's the gr- the macro thing is. And then we'll dive on to Michelle Obama's hammercock, you know, but Can't wait. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the big thing right now that that people don't understand is when you are someone who's, you know, a truther or enlightened or a conspiracy theorist or a mainstream skeptic, whatever you want to fucking refer to it as your number one focus is not gay marriage. It's not gun control. It's breaking the wheel mm-hmm. because I feel like that's the biggest threat to society this wheel of corruption and this wheel of insanity and the elitists doing what they're doing and government hiding stuff from the people and all this shit that's going on. So that becomes your number one concern. And really, you end up voting for the person, whether it was Ross Perot back in the day or Ron Paul in 2012 or Donald Trump in 2006. You end up voting for the craziest bastard who gives the least fuck who can go in there and just say, fuck you, Clintons, fuck you, Bushes, <laughs> fuck you, Obama, fuck all of you, the government wheel. I'm breaking this shit like Khaleesi in Game of Thrones. Right. And <laughs> that's why you end up seeing like these right-wing conspiracy nuts. It's like, no, we just, people don't understand that the media, the whole entire media, because everyone builds these narratives, like, you know, this thing gets spread and all of a sudden it's all over the news. And everyone thinks, Every news channel is reporting the same thing, whether it's about Trump or whether it's about aliens or whether it's about Epstein. The thing you have to understand is the reason everyone hates Fox is because every other news channel is backed by Democrats and owned by Democrats. Fox is the only one that isn't. It's even seeping into Fox now. And and Fox is getting way more liberal now. But that's the thing people never understood. And I used to teach this in my stock trading classes and stuff like i'm on channel two they said trump's racist four said he's racist five said he's seven said he's racist nine they're all the same funnel Mm -hmm. they're all coming from the same maybe one of you guys can articulate this better but every single media channel cnn cnbc msnbc abc nbc all of them are run by the same side of the aisle and that's why you're getting the same narrative shoved down your throat. And it seems like everyone's saying it on every channel. So everyone's in agreement. But no, there's really two sides. There's Fox, which is fucking stupid and retarded half the time, too. And then there's every other channel. There isn't 50 different views. There's two views. Every media source and Fox News, 
right? Which is also done by design. You know, you can right. call it controlled opposition. You can call it whatever you want. But um, and then you look at a lot of these uh, stations on the left, and, and you and you start diving into the pundits and the talking heads, and you start realizing, oh my gosh, they have ties to intelligence agencies. Right. You know, Anderson Cooper, CIA, and stuff like that. And you start realizing, okay, well, where are they getting their talking points? Ben, you can you can allude further on this when we talked about um, how all these news outlets get you know their talking points in the morning, and that's why they all you know. They're saying the same shit. They're all in the same thing. Yeah. yeah. So if you go onto YouTube and you type in newscasters agree, you'll see a bunch of different um, videos that are put together that they're literally all saying the same exact thing. And it's not just like, you know, Trump's racist, like, because that, that's, that's such a general talking. Right. But they'll literally say, like, there's one, um, I remember during Christmas time, they were talking about, you know, getting Christmas presents. And there was like, 50 different newscasters saying, hey, you're going to get a Christmas present or two or 10. And they all said that same exact line that, you know, it's not just a coincidence, you know, so it's very specific things. And you even see that with the politicians uh, tweets nowadays, where within minutes, they'll all come out with the same exact phrase. Um, but there is one thing I want to talk about just real quick before we, you know, dive yeah. into the conspiracy theory stuff is I think a lot of people... Um, forget that Twitter and Facebook and this is it's not Google. the real world. You know, there's a lot of keyboard warriors. You know, you're you're a lot more antagonistic towards people that in real life you really wouldn't be. You know, so where people are going online and you know the world acts like there's a racist behind every rock or you're gonna get hmm. shot just for walking outside or whatever it is. Like if you go outside and you you talk to your neighbor, the person at the store, like. Everyone is generally pleasant with each other, and you can have really good, even political conversations with people that you highly disagree with in the real world that just doesn't really happen as much on Twitter. So, like, you know, with me, I may come across as very antagonistic towards people on here uh, for the most part because, you know, you, you kind of got to get your, you know, your your character limit and you got to be snippy and you got to get your point across. But when you're having real dialogue with people in the real world that you disagree with, uh, it's it's not as, you know – um, it's not as, uh, I guess, antagonistic is just the best word about it. People antagonize each other on here. When you're out in the real world, you know what I'm saying? Like, people just have a lot better conversations. And, yeah, it can eventually get heated if you touch the wrong subject. But for the most part, you know, you're, you're not finding someone who hates you just for your skin color. You know, people get along very well in yeah. the real world. And when, when you're on here, man, you just – it, it kind of makes people's blood boil when – when you see all these different posts and everyone agreeing with them, it's kind of like, you know, that domino effect or a snowball effect where you see one post, you start reading the comments and they're all agreeing with each other and you're just getting more mad with each post that you see. And I think it's the same for right versus left. But if you sit in, you know, down at a bar and there's a, you know, a hardcore Democrat in the seat next to you, there's a hardcore Republican right next to each other. You guys can talk and, and be a very good conversation without people getting mad at each other. Well, I mean, that's one of the things like we've been taught to avoid talking about politics and religion, and it's led to a mm -hmm. lack of understanding of politics and religion right. because everyone's afraid to talk about it. The only time they'll talk about it is behind their fucking keyboard with a fucking cat avatar and a fake name and fucking, you know, blah, 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 F U N word, this, that. And what we should have been taught was, you know, how to have real conversations about this stuff and talk about difficult topics because that's how it used to be. The, right. pro the problem is also that the media and the left does this a little more than the right. They weaponize the millennials like the millennials are the dumbest fucking generation in the world. They're sheep. They're fucking robots. They're zombies. It's they're just, fucking they're, they're unreal, all man. They're so fucking dumb. But and I'm they a fucking weaponize millennial. I'm embarrassed. 
I know. Well, you're you're dumb as fuck too. <laughs> but they, uh, but they weaponize them, right? They use them. They form these fake protests. They start these little wars just to get these the point zero one percent of crazies. They get the point zero one percent. Like we all went to high school. You know, there's like three kids in your high school, right? Where it's like you don't even walk past that dude. Like he walks out of the basement in a helmet. They let him out an hour <laughs> early before the rest of the class. Like. You know, you don't go near that kid, right? Like, he's eating like his he fucking pencil. He fucking shoot up the school. Who knows? You yeah, know? like, exactly. <laughs> like, there's a couple kids in every school that you don't fucking go near at all. <laughs> and it's like, what they're doing is they're rallying those fucking 50 people together, giving them a picket sign, sending them up the street, and then they're just blasting cameras on them everywhere. Right. And they're making this the norm. And like Ben said, that's not the norm. I get called a racist all the time on Twitter. Which is the funniest thing in the fucking world? Yeah, I never got Bob, called a racist. You know me, like, I, I, I never got called a racist until ever in my life until, until two Twitter. years ago. Like, it's yeah. amazing. Like all of a sudden, in the last three years, if you don't agree with the left, you're a fucking you know Nazi. I get but, this. I get this more than anything. Where I get like private DMs from like you know my liberal friends and stuff like that. Bob, like you're way too nice. Like how can you? How can you believe these racist policies and like all this stuff? Like you're such a nice guy, you know. Like I don't understand it. Like they actually just don't even understand that. Like you know, these my beliefs have absolutely nothing to do with race. Yeah, you know? right. Like zero. You know, and I think the problem is, and this is why I try to get too anecdotal when I share stuff, and you know, sometimes I fall victim to it. But like, you know, like a vic, you know, like a video of like a white nationalist like holding like a tiki torch or something, or like you know, a group of uh, you know, two or three like crazy like you know feminists, you know, wearing like crazy ass shit, you know, at a at a at a feminist rally, you know, like because because what they do is they share that ten thousand times, and that becomes a representation of the entire yeah. left. And that becomes right. an, an, you know, a representation of the entire right. And I'm like, well, I'm not that, but I'm not that either. I'm neither one of those, you know. You're, and, you're your own person, and that's the, everyone's losing identity. What were right. you going to say there, Ben? Oh no, I was I was just agreeing, but I I do think that this was a great lead-in uh, to talking about Epstein. <laughs> right, exactly. So yeah, so so first I want I want to do this real quick. So just so you guys have an idea. Because we don't know all these. So I'm just going to say fake, real, yes, no. I'm going to ask you topically so I know where to go as we go through it. I I have an idea on a few of these, so I'll let the listeners know. But there's a couple I haven't asked you guys about. 9-11, fake or real? Bob, Bob, you go first, then Ben, go, you go second. What do you don't mean give me fake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, do, uh, do, you, do you think there was something up with it? Do you think it was an inside job, or do you think it was real? Okay, uh, so we'll say fake. Don't, yeah. go, don't go into it. Just okay, say fake, yeah. fake. Okay, you think inside job. Yeah. Uh, ben? Yeah. Faken in the context of the story, but, you know, I believe it actually happened. Cause right, some, it happened, right. Well, exactly. there's some people who don't actually think there were planes. Okay, yeah. right. No, there was planes, 100%. Um, Michelle Obama, male or female, Bob? Male. Ben. Trans. On okay. a, trans, right. Trans, yeah, 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 right. yeah, so trans. Yeah. So, she, <laughs> so she's not a cis female or whatever the fuck they're nerd. Right. Biological so, male. On, on a scale of one to ten, like, give me a percentage, too. Like, how, how sure are dick? you, Bob? <laughs> oh. <laughs> How sure are you, Bob, that 9-11 was some inside job and that something went on there? 99.9%. Ben? 101%. Okay, yeah, I'm 100%. How sure are you that Michelle Obama is a man? Ben, Bob? Uh, 75. Ben? 65. I'm about, I'm probably there. I'm probably like 65, 66%. Uh, maybe I'm higher. I'm probably like 70%. Um, did we land on the moon, Bob? Yes, however, uh, real. However, I don't believe that the footage that we are being shown is necessarily real. 
Okay. And what percentage would you give the footage being fake? Um, being fake, 65. All right, Ben? Uh, 95% believe we landed on the moon. 10% believe that images are fake uh, in the context you, you mentioned. Okay. I'm probably 60% believe we never landed on the moon. And ninety percent believe that the there's something shady about the images and all that. And we're gonna talk. We're gonna. Oh, go we're all over the place. place. I like yeah, that. Yeah, so that's what I'm trying to find. I'm trying to see where we are, so I know where we land on these. Um, uh, you guys th- throw up another one too, if you could think of anything. I'm just kind of shooting off the cuff here. So MK Ultra, uh, which will explain to everyone what that is. Well, Do you M- believe? Yeah, MK Ultra has been proven, so that's a hundred percent. We'll explain what it is too. Bob, uh, MK Ultra is a uh, it's a mind control. Uh, it was a mind control program started by. Uh, CIA, CIA right. yeah, it was designed, you know, using like hallucinogenics and other it was an LSD, right? Yeah, but it really started as a Nazi operation. Really, you know, a lot of these stuff started with like Nazi eugenics programs and stuff like that, where they experimented on, on, um, you know, their own. Well, really, like, they experimented on a lot of the people that were in the concentration camps, as well as you know some of their own people, and uh, you know they did all types of you know research and torture and things like that to try to see you know how you can uh you know control people to basically you know be your slaves and and to get them to do whatever they want you know so they would do all types of electroshock therapy and you know experiments with you know hallucinogenics and stuff like that and try to basically reprogram your brain so that they're your handler and you obey their orders you know just kind and this of- is and like you said this is real. This is real. People. This can, is, this yeah. happened. There's yeah. documentation of the the CIA basically. When was it? In the seventies? I mean, 60s? it technically started in the forties, but it said it was a government program from the fifties. And they and said, said, "All right, we'll stop. Yeah, we're not going to yeah. do it anymore." And Ben, what did you say? Whatever a government program ends. What was that? Like you said oh. something about like a, was it you or Bobby? Who it, said yeah, what I said was you know I don't I remember who said it, but the, the famous saying is "There's nothing as permanent as a temporary government program." So if they say mm. it's over, mm. probably not over. Anytime you right. start a government program, it, it's continued in some fashion or another, you know, whether it's, you know, on a grand scheme, but, you know, or becomes like a black op or something like that, you know, more right. underground. Yeah. So, so yeah. obviously we're full believers in this, Ben. Well, yeah, with, with MK Ultra, the thing is like, it's, you know, it was a, an officially sanctioned government program, but there were other pro, like programs and operations within Project uh, MK Ultra. So I remember there was one. It was <laughs> Tommy. You'll like this one. It was called Operation Midnight Climax. <laughs> yeah, that was me last night. <laughs> That's why I woke up late. Yeah, they would. Uh, they employed uh, prostitutes, and they would they would lure men into like CIA quote unquote safe houses, and they would give them drugs, and and they would dose them with LSD and stuff like that, and then they would watch their behavior, and and then try to control them after that. So Project Cardi B. That's what it should be called. Cardi B. <laughs> yeah. But like this is real, Ben. Yeah. Like this, ha- like people are going to be listening to this right now. Like the fucking sheeple, as I call them, the sheeple are going to be listening to this. Going, these guys, like this, really happened. Like, do your research. This really went on. This is mm-hmm. documented. This isn't like talking about fucking Bigfoot. Like this yeah. happened, this is and real. it's still going on. And, like, all that, and all that porn you're looking up, a lot of those women are, are MK Ultra too, because there's a whole sexual programming thing. So that kind of ruined porn for me too. Yeah, so I, I think you need to kind of separate um, what MK Ultra was as an official government-sanctioned project, and also just straight up like you know, quote unquote Illuminati type mind control of like the Hollywood industry, and right? Like that. Yeah, because they're, right. they're different things, but they represent the same kind of you know tyrannical control over the mind and, and bodies of citizens. And and that's an important point that you made there, Ben, because. 
there's a different like you don't believe that MK Ultra existed. Like it's real. It's like believing that the fucking you know there's air. Like it, it, it happened. There's nothing to believe in. But do you believe that now those MK Ultra type mind control experiments and stuff that they were doing for decades that was going on? Do you believe that that is still going on and that the Hollywood elite are kind of programmed and they're trying to brainwash all of us as a community and as a society still? That's a different question, right? MK Ultra happened. So my right. question to you guys is, do you believe that they are brainwashing Macaulay Culkin and Lady Gaga and whatever when they were young and turning these people into stars to kind of control the world narrative through the elite and through the Hollywood media, Bob? 100%. So you're a hundred percent on one hundred percent. Okay, Ben. I, I think the the way you need to look at it is, you know, there are some people who I do believe that that kind of stuff is happening to, like people like Britney Spears and, and like you know, Miley Cyrus, Lindsay Lohan, like yeah. But then there's also people who might have just been so sexually and physically, mentally abused as kids in that industry that they just grew up fucked up. So I think like Macaulay Culkin's probably more towards that range. Right. But you also have things like, you know, Manchurian candidates, people who are brainwashed to you know, be triggered to, uh, you know, attack political opponents and things like that. Like there, there are stories about that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of different, you know, webs you can weave with this kind of story. But the, the overall aspect of brainwashing, that's in, indisputable that it happens in general. Yeah, whether right. it's and- whether it's through, you know, hallucinogenics or whether it's through, um, like you said, torture and, and, and sexual abuse. And this is some heavy shit, man. Like, I don't I don't right. I don't like this. I don't like, you know, when you take the blue pill, you know, sometimes you go down holes that that just kind of just really mess you up, you know, but knowing this kind of stuff goes on. But mm-hmm. all this ties into, you know, like you said, leading into Epstein, you know, all, all this stuff. uh you know, when we get, you know, I, I know we're well, it does into- tie. It does yeah. tie to Epstein because, you know, we've been talking about these pedophilia rings. We've been saying Joe Biden's a pedophile, like all the, the Clintons fucking nerd. You know, they're all these elites. Uh, this is a belief. This this hasn't been proven fact just yet. But all these beliefs kind of all come together. Like when you start thinking about the brainwashing, you see what's been going on. So, you know, I'm choking over when you see what's been going on with the Hollywood elites all of a sudden getting busted and you know, celebrities coming out saying they were like kind of raped and tortured and abused when they were young in Hollywood. And then you start kind of pairing it all together and bringing a little bit of this in and then the mind control and the brainwash. It, it forms this much bigger picture, which makes you almost want to leave this planet, right? So we'll, we'll get to all that as we go. And Epstein is, is a key cog in all this but uh you know you have to understand all this stuff uh give me another couple of conspiracy things that you guys could think of that i could ask percentages flat earth and hollow earth <laughs> flat earth hollow earth i'll i'll say flat earth four <laughs> percent up from zero um i did study it and the one thing i did notice when i was studying it because i wanted to disprove it you know like i'm not just a fucking idiot who says that doesn't seem real but um i studied it because i wanted to disprove it and i think i was able to pretty good but the one thing that was interesting was I did find out that all the images of the Earth that we've seen from NASA and from space are actually all CGI. So that was interesting. I found that out. I'm about 4%. I think there's a, there's a chance. Yeah, I'd say I'm about there, too. But I remember that there was about one week where we were at about 50%. We went from like I was at about 68 and, and, and me and Tommy were talking about getting a laser and putting it at sea level and shining it on, a, on like a fucking, uh, yeah. you know, out to sea to see if there's like an elevation change. Like we're but, at, the, I mean, that just means – I remember that week. Like I was a flat earther for like six days. And, uh, and the funny thing is that – 
you kind of got to go through that, right? Yeah, like, I yeah. think the process with any conspiracy theory, and you guys tell me if I'm wrong, the process is to open your mind fully, like blank slate yourself, control alt, fucking delete mm-hmm. everything that you believe and start your journey going trying to believe the thing that's true. So right, hunt right. down everyone who's telling you, let's take flat earth, everyone who's telling you the earth is flat, do nothing but look those people up. Do nothing but constantly read why it's flat. Could it be flat? To kind of train your brain, you almost got to wait it out the other way, right? So that you become a flat earther, and then you go down the other side. You try to disprove everything you just recently started believing. You kind of put yourself in the shoes of a flat earther and then disprove your own concept. And, And that's what people struggle with, I think, Ben, right? Like, they just immediately don't believe, and then you got to convince them to believe. And in fact, you have to... Start off believing and then disprove what you're believing, even if you think it's ridiculous, right? Yeah, and, and that's how I described my approach in the beginning. You know, I, I, I've always seen myself as a skeptic, so I'm a skeptic first. Whereas, right. like, so I will not believe any conspiracy theory right off the bat, but I'm, I'm open to almost all of them. You know, like, right. you, you can tell me anything conspiracy wise, I'm like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll look into that, but then I'll form my own opinion. But I'm, I'm open to it. Like, you know, I'm I'm open to, you know, your uh, your position that there's no real pictures of the earth and it's all CGI. I'm open to it, but I don't believe it. So I would have to really look into what you've looked into to see what you've seen and then, you know, make a decision on my own. I don't believe that. But like I, you know, I would put that at the same same percentage for me as, you know, these two topics like. I'm around 5% when it comes to, you know, that CGI thing and then the hollow earth. Flat earth, I'm, I'm almost like 0.05%. Like I, and what about hollow earth? Where are you at? Hollow earth, I'm like 5%. So, like, like I, I've seen a lot of, of things that at least just don't, you know, completely discount it in, entirely for me. Where, like, I wouldn't be surprised completely if that actually was a thing, but it's not what I actually believe. Right. Well, and, you, uh, know, I, you know, sorry, but uh, continuing on okay. with, the, with the hollow earth thing, you know, like when I was diving into flat earth, you know, two things I learned you know, about that CGI thing that was one. But the other thing was it pointed me towards Antarctica where, you know, they, they right. I learned about how like you have to the only way to get to Antarctica is, is by charter. And then you look at, you know, you start diving into it and you realize, you know, that like there's theories that Nazis are have, on you know, deep underground military bases there. And then, you know, you look at a. You look at a map of Antarctica and you realize that, you know, Rothschild's own fucking land there. And, you know, you can't get to Antarctica. All these celebrities were going there back to back going, to the back. Pope's going there. John Kerry's going there. I mean, like, and this is all recent. Like, a bunch of politicians yeah, have been going In, there like, recently. a two-month span, they all went there. Like, everyone famous. Like, everyone who was anyone in fucking power, like, made a trip to Antarctica out of fucking nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do actually uh, want to... Not maybe not clarify, but kind of talk about what Hollow Earth is. Maybe people don't even actually know what that theory is because it's not like a very well-known theory. Like Flat Earth is pretty self-explanatory. Hollow Earth sounds self-explanatory, but what it, what the you know the story is behind it is that there's actually you know land inside of the Earth that where there's like habitable land there where people have lived and there's entrances in in the north pole and the south pole to get inside so it's not that like lava magma core entirely that you know we've been led to believe so uh it's it's called like agartha like earth inside the earth that Mm -hmm. people 
actually believe that. And so, you know, I'm not fully on board with it, but like I, I do see how it could be a thing. Yeah, and what, it's what proof is there like, that there is magma in the center of the earth? Well, that's the, the whole funny thing, that, right? Like, like, we, like from our fucking science books and shit. Like, like the funniest thing is that, like, and, and I should ask you this right now because I'm about to dovetail into something here. What about religion? How religious are each of you? Zero uh, percent. Okay, that's that's gonna help. <laughs> it's gonna help me not offend you through this fucking <laughs> podcast. All right, Bob. All right, so I was born Catholic, went to Catholic school. Um, you know, started questioning my faith. Uh, never, I was never really very religious, and then. And I got into the agnostic, you know, got into atheism. And to be honest with you, I'm becoming more spiritual and I'm kind of coming. I'm not saying I'm coming around for a full circle. You're in the middle. Yeah, you're, you're, um, I just bought you're in the middle a, of a children's journey. Bible so I can re-educate mm-hmm. myself. Um, I bought a children's Bible because, you know, kind of like a Bible for dummies because the Bible well, itself is still very intimidating. Um, <clears throat> so I'm in that process of, of kind of getting back into spirituality because, Part of the reason is because of all this Epstein crap, because there's so much evil shit that's going on right now that there has to be some benevolence in this place, you know. And and, and if you think that good trumps evil and that, uh, you know, good's going to win out in the end, that there's got to be some kind of, you know, force above us that's, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's pulling some strings or giving us hope or something like that. So that's kind of where I'm at. You know, I'm not going to label myself anything like a christian or anything like that just yet but i'm kind of coming back around a little bit yeah you're, you're yeah it's funny because bobby four years ago was like the one getting me out of the religion and now he's trying to pull me back in so but <laughs> yeah. but that's what happens like that's the journey of self-exploration right like yeah. there's certain things that like me ben and bob will tell you guys like listen this is real this happened okay like if you think 9-11 really happened the way they were you were told like there's two type of people on this earth there's people who understand that there was some shady shit that went on in 9-11 in vegas shooting and then there's fucking idiots like right. that there's literally a very strong black dark line where you're either dumb or you understand that some shit went down in vegas and in 9-11 right right well, other ones it- like the moon <laughs> The religion, these things are all very gray. That's why I'm throwing percentages out there. It's but funny. there's some uh, of them that are 100%. Like, <laughs> like Eddie Bravo, like, this is a fucking hilarious thing that he says. Um, he calls it, like, Tower 7 or above. Like, you know you go to, to like, a, <laughs> uh, you go to, like, a, a theme park and, like, you have to be, like, this tall to get on the ride? He's, yeah. like, he's like, listen, we can't really talk about any of this unless you know about Tower 7. So yeah, if you know about yeah, Tower right. 7 or above, like, we can have conversations. That's about. so great. That's <laughs> such a, that's a good landmark, yeah. right, Ben? Tower yeah. 7 is kind of like the, the equator for... don't even know about it, so... Yeah, um, and I, we're going to tease you with that. We're going to get into that a little bit later. Too. I do want to just bring it back to religion real quick because I, I rarely ever, ever talk about it. And we probably don't even have to touch on it again. But, right. um, you know, I was always a skeptic of it growing up and I, I come from a Jewish family. And I think, you know, when I really realized that, at, at least in my opinion, that, you know, the religion itself is just, you know, bullshit is because we we used to have these, you know, Jewish dinners, whatever, and they would like pretend to invite this like ghost prophet in the door and like he's joining us for dinner now and then you know they would like the parents would start like banging under the table like do you do you hear him coming in and i look under the table and i see them banging the table like <laughs> like come on i'm like don't fucking lie to me about that kind of stuff and then like you know hearing about snakes talking and bushes talking and oh, all this God. kind of stuff and i was just like okay if you want to talk to me on some real shit like i'll listen to you know how you explain it but when you start telling me these crazy stories and 
and present it as reality. I can't believe you. But if you want to, you know, talk to me about like do unto others as you know you would like to do unto you and that kind of stuff. Like I'm I'm down with the principles of it, but don't feed me stories like this old man with a cane split an entire seat. <laughs> like that that's kind of where you lose me. And so I'm I'm down with the you know the the bottom line principles of it and, and the theories behind it, but don't feed me stupid stories. I always say, I tell everyone, because uh, I went to Catholic school, I was a skeptic. I was getting kicked out of CCD class because I kept saying, you know, like I kept challenging everything. Why did people live to be 900 years old and we've gotten so much smarter and medicine's gotten so much better and now everyone's dying at 70? Like, you know, like meanwhile, just 50 years ago, people were dying from the bubonic plague. You know, like how did they survive it thousands of years ago? Like, there's a difference between me between being religious like bobby said and like you know being spiritual and believing maybe there's a god maybe there's not a god maybe we're living in simulation who knows that's one side but to me it's like don't tell me you believe that the bible's real like come on like like you said there's talking snakes and men live to be 900 and fucking people rose from the dead and parted seas and a fucking animal came from every part of the world and got on this fucking ark like how did the fucking polar bears get there and you know like like how did, how did these animals not eat each other on the fucking ship and how was there one of each of them like it's a fucking fairy tale yeah so, that, that story that's is a fairy tale but the flood it, itself the flood itself it, you know on the timeline um just according actually according to a lot of scientists uh did happen now right. did noah's ark fucking happen i mean like two of everything that that makes no fucking sense to me and that's why like it's impossible for that's why it's hard you know you can't there. take the bible literally anything like that i mean if you want to look at the stories but, but see, and, that's and, what, and that's extract what a message it, it's what kills right. yes it's what kills that's what kills it yeah. like it, it literally the problem and the funny thing is there's fucking millionaire adult 70 year old men who are going 100 percent like the, if it was a talking snake in the garden of Eden, like like, yeah. that's the crazy, like, and this is the cognitive dissonance, right? Like, if you're tr- programmed from birth to believe a certain thing, and no matter how fucking crazy it is, whether it's Santa Claus or anything else, and everyone else around you, especially if you're in that circle, right? Like, a lot of, you know, Jewish people hang out in a Jewish community, Christians hang out with Christians, right? And everyone around you is saying the same thing, like, no, this is real, 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 and you go your whole life believing it. At some, like, it just amazes me that no one at, like, 40 looked back and went, all right, you know, I'm, I believe in, I, I don't know what I believe. Honestly, religion, I'm all over the place. I have no idea if there's a God. I have no idea if we're in simulation. I have no idea if reptiles rule the world or if the sun is the God. I have no fucking clue. I'd love to get to that answer, but I'm not the guy to talk to for that. The thing I can tell you is think about it. Just sit down and think about how fucking asinine and ridiculous the shit that you're believing that thousands of years ago, everyone was fucking made of magic. And you've believed this your whole life, but you think Santa Claus is a joke. Santa Claus is way more <laughs> believable than 90% of the shit that happened to be Genesis, right? But then like, the question so, is, are we doing the same thing to the religious that people are doing to us about other right. conspiracies? And, 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 like, and, 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 that is a good point, right? You know? But the whole point around it becomes, if you do believe in all that, right, which is fine, I have no problem with it. Then how are you going to shit on the fact that reptiles may be walking around us in the face of Lady Gaga? Like, isn't isn't that just like you, you can't like pick? You got to pick a lane, right? Like, you either believe in everything or you believe in nothing. But That's uh, funny. so so yeah, I'm going to say about that topic for you guys. Uh huh. The death of Osama bin Laden. Oh, oh totally. I, I'm ninety percent. Ninety percent for me. Um, something shady went down. 
and I'm probably 70% that he died before we said we killed him, that he'd already been dead for years. I th- yeah, I mean, I think he died way before. Why the fuck did they throw him in the fucking ocean? Um, you know, like, <laughs> that to me, I was like, what the fuck? It was a article that was talking about the death of Osama bin Laden in, at the end of 2001, that right. he died of right. kidney failure. That's what I, I heard. He died. He died way before, and it was just a fucking stunt. Like, oh, we got, we got, Os- we got Osama bin Laden. No, he didn't. He's been dead for fucking Was it close years. to an election cycle when they announced that? Too? I, I mean, it was, it was right Obama, Obama's. That was his big thing. One of the fucking Nobel right Peace Prize because of it. Oh, yeah. there you go. While he's droning people at the same time. That's good. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one, though. Yeah, that's a good one. So where, where would you, what percentage are you, Ben, that he was dead before we claimed we caught him? 90%. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's got to be like 70 to 90, somewhere in that range. Uh, what about, uh, da, 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 let me think. Geoengineering. Uh, uh, chemtrails. Okay, ex- explain that. I know what it is, but for people who don't know. Geoengineering chemtrails, a uh, uh, government program, you know, uh, basically spraying the skies, man, with, 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 you know, heavy metals, aluminum, barium. What's the other one, Ben? Aluminum, barium, and... Uh, Strontium. Strontium, those three different chemicals. And, uh, See, Bob, yeah. you, you can't start off a conspiracy with using the official government name <laughs> of the process. <laughs> very, very, yeah, well done. You, you can't be like, economics, is that a conspiracy? <laughs> you know, you got to start off with chemtrails because that's what the conspiracy is. Geoengineering, that's fact. Like, that's yeah. what they actually do. Chemtrails yeah. is like the conspiracy name for it. Sure, right. sure. What do you think, Ben? <laughs> Oh yeah, it, it's definitely. I mean, it's it's government projects. It's it's geoengineering, and and they use geoengineering as a way to quote unquote combat gl- uh, climate change and, and global warming and all that. And so it's funny because the same people who said for years chemtrails don't exist, it's just a conspiracy, are like, yes, we definitely should be doing this geoengineering where we're reflecting the sun rays back so we're not making more... <laughs> it just changed the name, right? Yeah. Like, oh, we got busted, so now let's make it look cool and, and legal. Like, you know, that's basically what happens with all this yeah. shit. It's, it's the same, like, global warming, climate change. Yeah. <laughs> it's just another name for it, but geoengineering, like... It's actually the official government policy of geoengineering. <laughs> but then you have the chemtrails that people, you know, they used to tell me, oh, that, that's not real. That's, you know, that's just the contrails. I'm like, contrails, that's um. just vapor from an engine that dissipates within seconds. Chemtrails stay for an entire day and they make patterns across the sky that block out the sun. And you think that it's not real. Like, there was there's documentaries about it where they examine the aluminum, strontium, and barium levels within the you know forests and vegetation and things like that, and it's actually killing a lot of vegetation you know in in uh, like the mountain ranges and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and it's actually hurting the the life cycle of animals and trees and plants and everything. So it's actually doing the opposite of what they want it to be doing. But when you talk about chemtrails, it's a conspiracy. But when it's geoengineering, it's like, yes, that's what we should be doing. It's like, that's exactly the same thing with a different name. Did you ever see that exactly. video of uh, John Brennan, former director of CIA, talking to the Council of Foreign Relations about stratospheric aerosol injections? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he, you know, you're talking about, like, top-level government officials talking about it, you know, I mean, and... and uh, you know, th- these are things that, you know, if I told this to somebody, they put a tinfoil hat on me, you right. know. And, and that's and the funny thing. If people would just take just the time. Just look up in the fucking sky just, Yeah, just take the time to just step out of your fucking media-driven bubble and fucking stop going to Snopes that debunks everything <laughs> because it's a fucking site created by the same people that are fucking you. It's like, 
It's like if you're going to come to Tommy G to find out if I'm lying to you and I send you to TommyG.com to say, nope, he's telling the truth. Like Politico, Snopes, all these things. Yeah, they've all been debunked. I know. They're the same people who fucking are trying to hide the thing. They create a goddamn website funded by the same people who are fucking trying to hide the shit from you. And you're going there, nope, no, no, no. They said it's debunked. It's not real. No, of course it's fucking real, you fucking Neanderthal. But the, the, whole, the whole thing about this shit is – it's like if you just do a little bit of fucking research, you lazy, dumb fuck, and actually dig a little, you'd find that a lot of this stuff is not conspiracy theory. It's real shit that's conspiracy just being fact. fucking hidden. It's, it's fact. Well, like, it's also it, illegal it, to click rainwater, and I'm wondering if that has something to do with it. You know, you click rainwater and t- taste some fucking samples of it and see if you know, the aluminum levels are higher. Well, I mean, it comes down to the fluoride and stuff like that. Do you believe they put shit in our food and all that kind of stuff to fucking like, – what's GMO. your take on all that? Yeah. Yeah. You know, you have GMO, genetically modified organisms. Like that stuff's like proven. The, the fluoride, you could just look at the water levels in some places and it has high fluoride. Like that's, that's not a chemical that should be in your body. And then when they put it in – you know, toothpaste and like, this is really good for you. Like it's actually not, No, it's not. but, yeah. but it's funny because you know, the, the chemtrail stuff, one time I was, I was at one of our uh, baseball games and I was talking to, you know, some of my friends in the crowd and I was like, damn, look at those chemtrails in the air. And like, people are like, Oh, you're just crazy. Conspiracy. You're a weirdo. Yeah. And one of my friend's dad was like, nah, that shit's real. He's like, when I was in Nam, they used to spray that stuff over us with agent orange. Yeah, I was about to say, that's like, like agent orange. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he's like, I saw that up front, and then you know everyone just gets mad quiet. They're like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> right? It's yeah. like, it's like, yeah. Like, I love it, when that old guy like is quiet. It's, and he it's just the best. In. The old military guy. He's it's like always the old military. Like, no, nah, that shit's real, man. There was spraying I, I, cold orange, man. Charlie everywhere. Yeah, I got a friend who I won't say his name who has information about the Osama bin Laden thing, and maybe I can get him to come on one time from people who were actually there. Um, and it's just. Like, it, 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 it shakes you, right? Like, when you hear from someone like, no, no, this isn't true, this isn't true, and the motherfucker's like, I was on the ops team, asshole. I was there. <laughs> and then everyone's just like, oops. Oh. Racist. Oh, well, Racist. fucking. Maybe you're just, uh, you have PTSD or something, and your mind's going crazy. Like, you know, what else are you going to say to the dude who was fucking there, right? But, take your pills, so it's Grandpa. Like, take your yeah. pills. But uh, what about aliens? Oh, 100%. Yeah, right? Like, I'm 100%. I'm I mean, say, I guess I'd say 99.9, but... I'm going to say 100%, but not in the context in which it's presented to us. that makes sense? Well, no. Just elaborate. Okay, so I think... Elaborate, young I, Robert. I think a lot of this UFO shit's a fucking distraction. Right. I, I right. do. I agree with that. That's the unfortunate... That's where, that's where I get caught up, too, because even in the text that I sent to you when I predicted the two mass shootings an hour before they happened the other day... No, sorry about that. Right, right. But, um... We'll get into that in a minute, too. But um, even even when I sent the text to you, I was like, they'll probably start bringing up some UFO shit and we'll start seeing. So so I do believe in aliens. I do believe that there's life beyond us. I do believe they're walking amongst us. But I also believe that the government is using the UFO shit and the alien shit, which they've been suppressing for God knows how long, and are now, like, dangling it in front of us as false flags, right? Mm-hmm. It's a possibility. So. I, I'm not 100% on that, but it, it just it smells fishy to me. You know, the timing in which a lot of this, this soft disclosure is coming, you know, there's just a lot of other things that, that really deserve our attention right now, you know. I don't know if Ben will be on with this one, Bob. I don't even know where you're at on this one. Reptile people. Mm. Reptilians. Percentage-wise? What's up? Percentage-wise? Uh, yeah, where are you at as far as whether, uh, like, fucking Lady Gaga's a reptile? <laughs> Not necessarily Lady Gaga, but are there reptilian people living amongst us? If you put it at a yes or no, I would say no. 
if you put it at a percentage, I would say probably five. Like that's kind of like w- things that I don't believe in, but I consider could be possible that you know are still very outlandish. Like I put them around like five percent. Like like I would be surprised if that were true. You know what I'm saying? Like because that's it's it's so out there. But like if it were true, like I would be like, you know what? That that's something that I I saw that as a possibility, but not a probability. What if I told you I'm one of them? <laughs> I'm like, yo, <laughs> doing a podcast with reptile, bro. <laughs> Bobby, what about you? With I think uh, you're a fucking reptile, people? Tommy. I, mean, I do. think you got reptilian blood in you. I definitely do. Why do you think I'm so fucking savage? Uh, you know what? Like, uh, I dove into a little bit. I'm, I'm, you know, without sounding ignorant, I'll say I'm on the fence about it. You know, you see those, you know, YouTube videos of the eyes flickering and the reptilian eyes, and then, you know, you talk about the royal bloodlines and the Anunnaki and, and all these things. You know, where um, it, it goes way, way, way back, and then, and then you think of some of the shit that these people do. You know, involving blood sacrifices and all this stuff, and then. And, uh, you know, I know there's some people that say there are, like, studies where, and I could be completely wrong, but I, I do remember reading this, that there's provable, I don't know, there's some other bloodline that's, like, different than any other, like, you know, you know, type O plus, you know, positive, negative, A, B. There's, like, a different blood type out there that exists, uh, whether it's reptilian or some other fucking thing. I don't know. So Yeah, I've heard that stuff. Have you heard that stuff? I... All right, so I'm not a complete idiot. Yeah, no, and even the reptilian part of the brain and stuff like that. The thing that's got me at a higher percentage than both of you, and again, it, it comes to um, really whether you believe that there's reptiles walking amongst us and there's reptile peoples, or maybe that just back in the day, dinosaurs were considered gods or something, and it just kind of evolved into this whole thing that there was reptile people who ruled the world when really it was just a fucking T-Rex that everyone like bowed to or something and fucking ran away from. So you never really know. But the whole fucking reptilian Vatican thing Ugh. fucked me up for like a month and a half. Yeah. Like, Ben, have you seen all that shit? Yeah. That Yo, shit, that shit fucked me up. Easy. That shit sent me down a fucking rabbit hole. Bob, you remember? I, I couldn't. I didn't even work. I don't I even me- think I'd I wrote remember. my articles. Like, I literally was up till 3 a.m., would go to sleep, woke back up. If, if you guys want to go down a fucking rabbit hole, <laughs> go start. Just just get off this. When we Wait till we're done because you're not going to pay attention. Just start Googling reptilian, Vatican, satanic symbols. Like, this shit is fucking next level insane, crazy, fucking statues of yeah, reptile heads right in the middle of the fucking yeah, it's called, it's fucking called the uh, pope paul the sixth audience hall oh my and it's where the pope God, conducts all this massive you know masses and stuff like that and the and the, and the, the the uh hall itself is shaped like a like a serpent's head it's a hundred percent snake I mean, it, it is. Like, and then in oh, the yeah. interior <laughs> there's like two there's two um, stained glass windows shaped like reptilian eyes. The snake's eyes. eyes and the fangs and the, the fucking the statue back. of Jesus even is a fucking reptile. Like, it's like it ripped a apart bunch of with a fucking tail. snakes with a serpent you, head. The snake of uh, Chichen Itza, the, the pyramid in Mexico. Don't get me deeper into this, Ben. <laughs> I, it, took, it took me six months to get off this reptile <laughs> shit. And it's like... That now, shit fucked my head up worse than anything that's ever happened. Like, I believe, like, they, they worship it, and, and for whatever reason, you know, I don't believe that people are actually reptilian, but I do believe in, you know, the Anunnaki, you know, those who came from a, from heaven above and things like that, where, like, there were aliens that came to this planet, and I think that, you know, the human race itself could be 
um, one of two, well, one of three things, but like the two conspiracy theories that I would, you know, subscribe to in that would be that we were, we were seeded by a different race and, you know, they, they mm -hmm. uh, didn't DNA, um, like construction or whatever, or manipulation with, uh, like monkeys or whatever was on the planet at the time, humanoids that weren't fully human, hum homo sapien, like the way that people, you know, governments and, and scientists do that now with like trying to like you know grow a human ear out of a rat or some shit like that like i believe like that's one of the possible ways or um i really like the stoned ape theory do you guys know about that yeah i've heard about no. it go ahead no go the stoned no. ape theory is that um there you know there were apes and monkeys or whatever it is at the time and they kind of came across um you know mushrooms psilocybin and things like that and they started eating the shrooms and you know expanding their mindset and and becoming more intelligent and in tune with spirituality and and things like that and and as time went on and they were eating more and more of that they became more intelligent more introspective more thinking about what else is out there and kind of evolved in that way so so that's that's probably that's what i think the human race came from in general when it comes to evolution i think that's what kind of separates us from you know other animals over time that how intelligent we are and so that that's that's my leading theory of human evolution i don't yeah i, I don't i don't know where i fall because there is a couple different paths right like you either believe that there's a god right which i believe is possible and you know you, I, you also can believe that we're living in simulation and we're just a part of a big video game which i believe a lot more than most people doesn't, i know that uh, like, mlb model subscribe to that oh he's he's a huge simulation guy yeah, he doesn't believe yeah. in any other fucking this is the best part ben you know you know rob the alcoholic yeah. uh, mlb model he believes like a hundred percent that we're living in simulation and he thinks every other conspiracy theory is batshit crazy like That's it's so like funny. how do you go all in on the craziest one and then you think everything below it is fucking dumb That's but, so funny. so it so we may be living in simulation. I actually believe that that's very possible. Yeah. We, we also may have aliens who are our overlords, who are our gods, and they may look a lot like reptiles and snakes, and that may be what all the reptilian, you know, Christian Catholic worship is. So there's a lot of different ways to go with the reptilian uh, religion thing where I don't go 100% into any of the buckets, but I just pray that one day I'll find out. But uh, that Vatican shit was yeah, fucking. It's a like, mind fuck, and I really urge people you, to look into that kind of stuff. You have you know? to. You have like listen. The, the whole point of this podcast. This was supposed to be about Epstein. We're an hour in. We haven't talked right, about. It's all right. This is way more interesting than Epstein. Yeah. But you know, we're gonna get into all this stuff. We're gonna have a whole podcast on like the Vatican and a whole podcast on flat Earth or whatever fucking the moon landing and all that shit. This is kind of like your kind of feeler to, mm -hmm. to see where we're at and seeing you guys tell us on Twitter. There's some uh, what good. You think. Uh, they have thrown some good ideas out there when I was. Yeah, no, like, and that's like, the thing. You yeah. want to see what hits, and you know, we'll keep doing more and more of these fucking things as we go until we get arrested. But. You know, the, the whole premise behind all this stuff is really just to kind of open your mind, right? And just kind of see, like, what's real? What's out there? The thing about the Vatican that fucks me up a little bit is there's so much, when you start looking into the Vatican, so much serpent and reptile stuff everywhere. And we associate that with the devil, uh, even in the Bible, right? The talking snake, you know, like, it's associated with the devil and satanic stuff. And then if you circle back to the next question I'm going to ask you guys, which I know the answer to, that we're all believers in this elitist Hollywood 
sex trafficking, and that's the funny thing. We were talking about it three years ago. We were crazy. Now, all of a sudden, it's national news. But that the elites in Hollywood, like, literally rape children, and they abuse young Hollywood actors. And they, you know, we go as far as to say that even they use this, uh, what is it, adrenochrome? Uh, yeah, that um, that they that's the, that we'll explain in a second, yeah. but and I'll let you hit on this, Bob. No, you're fine. But that the elites in Hollywood are kind of Satanists, and there's this elite cult like culture in there. And then all of a sudden, you start once you like we all believe in that, and once you tie that back into the Vatican and you circle back around, it's like, wait, weren't the popes uh, not the popes, the uh, priests? All the ones raping the children and all that. So now it ties back into the fucking child abuse. And it's like, well, maybe they are drinking the blood. Maybe this is a, a fucking false. Like, it, it just all goes crazy. But, Bob, Bob explain the uh, adrenochrome, well, which is yeah, well, kinda... you know, this is the one thing, you know, that I'm going to talk about that I 100 percent wish was not true. You know, I wish none of this stuff was true. This is like heavy. I don't like, you know. Sometimes I don't like talking about it, but because of this Epstein thing, it's out in the open now, you know, and it needs to be discussed. And, it, you know, Hollywood is just one facet of this thing. You know, I mean, Hollywood in, in the scheme of things is low level. You know, they're, they're involved more in the, um, you know, handler versus slave relationship and whether it's, you know, uh, whether it's uh, sexual abuse, um, whether, you know, some of these actors are born into abuse, it. Yes, that, right? but the, the MK Ultra thing is, is, you know, whether it's sexual abuse or actually, you know, government-sanctioned MK Ultra. Um, a lot of these kids are born into it. A lot of the child actors you, you grew up watching in the 90s and 80s, I'm sorry to say this, this is very hard for me to say, but they uh, they encountered just countless amounts of, 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 of abuse from directors, from actors, from you know all these Hollywood elites and stuff like that, and, and they're getting passed around, and, and you know, it's like almost an initiation ritual, and guess what? Then they get to star in all these movies and make millions of dollars. It's almost like selling your soul. It's right? casting couch. I mean, you know, I know you've heard of casting couches. Yeah. Anybody that's I been watched on, the pornos. Yeah, yeah, this is a casting couch. They didn't get that idea from nowhere. This is how it works. You know, this is your this is your way into the business, and it's not just Hollywood. It's the entertainment industry. You know, as a musician, you hear it all the time: selling your soul to the devil. Um, there's initiation rituals into all this stuff. So, you know, when you get really deep down to it and, you, you know, you mentioned adrenochrome, that's like, and I like to use movies to kind of, you know, help people synthesize. I know a lot of people have seen Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, and there's this famous scene where uh, Johnny Depp's uh, in the room and they're taking, you know, acid and all kinds of stuff. And then, you know, then his uh, lawyer played by uh, Benicio Del Toro, you know, comes in with a vial of this stuff and he's like, he calls it adrenochrome. He's like, what is this? And he's like, I got it from some Satanist freak. And he's like, you know, it's blood from an adrenal, you know, an adrenal gland, like literal blood taken from an adrenal gland. And, um, you know, so. Well, what they do, like, like what they do is they this like adrenochrome is a thing, right? It's a it's a literal drug. And the only way to extract it. And this is this is the this is the deep shit. The only way to extract it is through the torture and extraction of blood while somebody's being tortured. While a small child. Yes, yes. And it releases this this substance, and it's apparently it's like the ultimate high. Okay? Right. It's like the ultimate high. And, it's a, and think about it. When you're an elite, right, and you can have access to any drugs that you want, you get bored with that shit. So you want some shit that nobody else has access to to make you feel fucking special. You know? Yep. Like, I and can get access... It, I can get access to this shit that nobody else can, you know. And, and adrenochrome has been tied; it's been used in the MK Ultra project. Like this is something. This is kind of where it came from, right? So it all kind of circles back. But to kind of cliff note that, 
basically what they're doing here is <clears throat> they're scaring the shit and abusing small like babies and small children to get their adrenaline levels up. Yes. And then once their adrenaline levels get up, they extract the blood. Yes. And that is supposedly, and I don't even want to say supposedly because it's a thing, but that's the highest high. And it's, it's the thing when you hear they talk about the uh, celebrities and the elitist, this fountain of youth. Also, it's been tied to that, the adrenochrome. This is supposedly this thing that like literally is the highest high from a drug. And that's why you see a lot of the satanic stuff that we're going to talk about all the time that's fucking everywhere. Um, you know, this is part of it. These satanic rituals, these blood sacrifices and, you know, the children, it all ties in together. Right, Ben? Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. when I first heard about that stuff, I was like, there's no way that can be true. Right. But it, it's, me too. it's an actual chemical compound, adrenochrome, and it's produced by the oxidation of adrenaline. Like it's it's when oxygen touches adrenaline, it becomes adrenochrome. And, and so that's what happens when adrenaline is released into the bloodstream and then they extract it. It, it, it's like, you know, oxidation, like the way that uh, rust forms, but in, in a chemical compound. And, and so that's just, that's just really deep and heavy. But um, I mean, just, you know, pedophilia in general is, it's crazy how in, you know, the Catholic Church has become like a running joke. But it's like, it's such a real thing and the abuse, like with the Catholic Church, you know, when, when priests would get caught with it, they would just move them to another place. They wouldn't even like right. arrest them or punish them. They were like, oh, you, you go to a different location. Like South Park made fun of that in one of their episodes. Mm-hmm. But in Hollywood, like it's, it's such a big thing. Um, there was a documentary done about it called An, An Open Secret. It was really well done. And it, it just talks about how these kids are, are brought up and... And, you know, they're abused sexually. And, and the worst part about it is that it, it happens from such a young age that they kind of get used to it. And they get like that Stockholm syndrome. Stockholm syndrome, so they, right. They grow up in it. And, and a lot of it is, um, you know, a, a lot of the times, like you'll see like these Hollywood actors, uh, they're, you know, a lot of them are gay and things like that. But it, it it's like when, when these kids are being sexually abused by gay predators when they're younger and then they grow old into that like i'm not saying being homosexual is you know a choice or anything but like it it kind of you know they they get used to it and that's what their attractions become and so obviously that's not everybody who's homosexual but it happens to a lot of kids a lot of young boys in that industry and yeah and 100 percent yeah, guys like, you know, Corey Feldman have come out about it, like, and they've talked about it for years, and, and it, it's just so sad that people don't believe him until, like, they commit suicide. I was like, wow, maybe he really did have some... I mean, haven't you noticed that all these fucking celebrities, like, it's a running, like, it's not a joke, because it's not funny, but it's a running narrative that childhood actors are gonna fucking kill themselves. Like, that's basically just what's gonna happen. What's gonna happen <laughs> to fucking the hottest childhood actor that you see right now? Well, they're going to turn fucking 19. They're going to start doing every drug in the fucking world. They're definitely going to be gay. They're going to wear crazy clothes. They're going to be outlandish. They're going to have mental breakdowns, and then they're going to fucking kill themselves. Like, that's literally the path of every child actor, like, in America. Like, it's very rare that you see any of them not go down that road or at least come close to going down that road at some point. And this is all stems from the absolute abuse. And the funny thing about it is people... Like, the problem with this country right now is everyone is so reliant on mainstream media for their historical information and analysis 
that you're always going to remain uninformed because they're not going to fucking talk about this shit. Corey Feldman, when he came out, was on the news for a day and then they buried it, right? Well, like, there's certain not, things not, they yeah, have to not, report. Not only they're not, not going to talk report, about right? it, they're going to go after the people that are, you know, blowing the whistle on it. Yeah. Right? yeah. Like, you just, Ben, what were you saying before that there's something going on in Project Veritas or something to whistleblower? Oh, yeah, there, there's a, a Google insider that just came out. He was a senior software engineer making $260,000 a year, and he, he ended up blowing the whistle on them, talking about how since 2016 they've been manipulating their alg- algorithms to be you know, anti-Trump, anti-conservative. And, and this guy, he's not even a conservative. He's like your typical long-haired guitar-playing liberal. Right. And like he, he just said like he's been living with this for a few years now. He's been at Google for eight years, and it's just been eating him up inside. <laughs> that he sees like all these things happening. So he, he ended up coming out and blowing the whistle about it. And Google, um, they perform what's called a, a wellness check where <laughs> cops and say you're having like a mental breakdown and, and then the cops go to your house and then, you know, check for guns and drugs and then see if you're, you know, doing anything crazy or if you're suicidal. And it's like, you know, it's like, um, I don't know if you ever heard of swatting by like teenage kids playing video games. And yeah. Like, all the cops as a joke to come to your house but like this is like some real shit like they they literally say like you're going through a mental breakdown and they send the cops to your house and that's what happened to this guy so that later on when they want to go through court um you know trials or something like that they can claim that insane yeah you're insane you had a mental breakdown you you don't know what you're talking about and all this kind of shit And, and that stuff happens a lot and especially when it's like you know, in Hollywood, the, these are some of the most rich and powerful people around, and they have all these crazy connections. And when when you hear people come out about it, like first of all, the, the ones who are getting abused, they get attacked, and the ones who are doing the abuse, like they get uh, protected. Like, right. mm-hmm. just, just think about this, man. Like, R. Kelly was having sex with clearly underage girls. He he married um, Aaliyah when she was like. 14 or something like that he had a, a literal sex tape with an underage girl on tape people were passing it around like it was a porno not just like child abuse and nothing happened to him until now when like you know the whole me too thing and and finds uh harvey weinstein got uh got in trouble like mm-hmm. before that it was just like you know business as usual and they protected him but when Corey feldman and uh, you know elijah wood and Corey Haim, all, all these guys came out talking about how they were being abused they kind of just brushed it under the rug and, and protected the guys that they were talking about well i mean that's what you do right like the the thing about um the thing that, and I'll say the left, but the media. The, the reason you hear us say the left all the time is because it's the media, and the media is controlled by the left. So it's like by the transitive property, the left is controlling the narrative. So the 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 thing to do is whenever someone's on to you, right? Like like think about it from a regular relationship, right? Like if anyone out there listening has a girlfriend, and your her friend ends up seeing you cheating on her, right? So you got caught by her friend Melissa. Like, the first thing you're going to do is try and discredit Melissa. Correct. Right? Melissa has a motive. Melissa's crazy. Like, you know Melissa. She was drunk the other day at the party and flashing the whole fucking party. She's fucking nuts. She's probably drunk. She doesn't even know what she see. What? Like, the, it's the initial snap reaction of anyone to, if you need to discredit someone who has information on you, just call them crazy. Um, you know, you look at Alex Jones. Alex Jones is crazy, but... The craziest people are the ones who fucking are usually the ones to expose shit like this. Like Joe Rogan's fucking nuts. But 
Joe Rogan's the, one of the smartest guys in the world, and he'll be the first one to tell you that, you know, he gets most of his ideas and concepts and theories on DMT and LSD and hallucinogens. Like, if you look at all the, all the great structures that have been created, all the pieces of work, you look at Picasso and Mozart and all the most powerful, successful, brilliant people in the past, they were all fucking batshit. Like, right. they didn't bathe. They fucking cut their own ears off. One was dating a fucking pigeon. Like, like they're all batshit fucking crazy, but those are usually the most enlightened. So, like, yeah, you, you got to ignore the crazy thing. Like, when someone says, like, oh, that person's crazy, that means you need to go listen to that fucking person. Right. Because they're yeah. saying something that's scaring the fucking government or the norm. Right. So, you know, one of my favorite uh, comedians names Patrice O'Neill, RIP, by the way. If you haven't heard of Patrice O'Neill, look his ass up. He's the funniest motherfucker. And another motherfucker that stayed true, that never bought into the PC shit. And because of that, you probably didn't hear his name. So he talks about how he gets his information from the conspiracy guy. And he kind of spells it out like this. He's like, you know, a lot of these conspiracy guys, they'll tell you that two plus two equals four. But every once in a while, they like to stick marbles up their ass. And just because they (laughs) stick marbles up their ass doesn't mean that two plus two equals four. And so, like, you know, another metaphor is like, you know, you may have this friend named Joey and he's the most loyal guy, you know, and he's, you know, he, he's always got your back and you've known him for 20 years. But, like, he's got, like, a weird fetish where he likes to pee on chicks or something, you know, and you're, you're not going to, like, unfriend Joey because he's got some strange fucking fetish, you know, or something like that. And, and yeah, that's the most important thing. Like, you can't discredit everything, something someone's saying just because they're a little fucking Just because they stick marbles right? up their ass every once in a while, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you got to stick some marbles up your ass. But yeah. Tommy, that that Melissa story that sounded really specific. It was very. <laughs> I hate. I hate that bitch. <laughs> Realistic. I hate that bitch. <laughs> Fuck Melissa. <laughs> I mean, and that's the problem. Like that's that's how dumb the fucking. Uh, you know, it, it, like think about it. And, and those of you out there listening, find your most conspiracy theorist, whatever the fuck the word is, friend. Right. Find your friend who's the deepest into conspiracy theories, I will bet dollars to donuts that his IQ is higher than yours. <laughs> That's true. It's right? True. Every, you don't see fucking dumb conspiracy. Like, you'll see the fucking dudes from Alabama like a UFO just landed on my fucking lawn and the alien came out and fucked my grandma. You know, those people live where fucking uh, Bobby Hey, let me tell you south. something about those motherfuckers. There's some enlightened-ass rednecks down here. <laughs> there are. They know some there shit. Are. They really yeah, do. There's also some sister yeah, fucking. It's just the accent here, that makes them sound dumb. The accent yeah, makes them sound dumb, but I've met some enlightened motherfucker. Yeah, your accent yeah. makes you sound dumb too, Bob. <laughs> but I mean, think about it. If you think conspiracy theorists, you're thinking like almost so brilliant that they're fucking like you know maybe putting an insane asylum, right? Right. But they're probably the dudes who learned how to play the piano in five minutes and speak seven languages and fucking you know can do fucking calculus in their head. Right. So you got to kind of put two and two together here. If the smartest people are the most into conspiracy theories, maybe there's something to it. If all these people are fucking now, we're a bunch of fucking morons on this show. But, you know, when you look at the fucking most intelligent people, they're usually conspiracy theorists. When you look at the dumbest, poorest people, they're usually AOC supporters holding picket signs running around fucking, you know, saying everyone's a racist. Yeah, they, like, ca- they call it the floor. Look at the intelligence call, level. They call it the fluoride stare, which basically means like, like, like the whole thing with fluoride is it's supposed to calcify your pineal gland and your pineal gland is like the gateway to your spiritual awakening. So they call it the fluoride stare where like you get that stare from just those like 
like mind numb fucking sheep that have no idea what the fuck they're talking about, and they look at you like you're the fucking idiot, and you're looking at them like, oh my god, like you gotta like they're a different, like they're a different that species. A <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say it. I don't want to call it a liberal. <laughs> but I mean, really, I mean, look at these fucking people. It's crazy. Like they never worked a day in their lives. But anyway, let's get to Epstein real quick. Let's do so it. We'll, we'll, we'll dove we'll dovetail back on all this shit. Just so so, some talking so, points, real real quick. Yeah. Real so quick. Ben, you kick it off. The story, right? So. Supposedly he was on suicide watch, and everyone was like, "First of all, we should tell people we should tell people who Epstein was." So give him a quick oh, okay. background of that, because some people might not even know. All right, so Jeffrey Epstein, he's this billionaire financier who no one knows how he actually got his money. He's been tied to some of the most rich and powerful, uh, famous people in the world, you know, royalty and politicians and things like that. And he was really close with the Clintons, and he was really close with like Prince Andrew from England. And so this guy was really, really powerful and he was in a lot of circles and no one really knows how he got his money, but they think it, it, a lot of it has to do with blackmail. Like, so what he would do is he would get people on camera, you know, um, like he would invite him to a party and then he would have like underage girls there and he would have like some politicians sleep with an underage girl thinking that she's of age. And then he would have it on camera and say, look, I got you. Like, you know, I got blackmail on you. Like, you got to give me money. You got to do things for me. You got to make this policy that helps out my other friend or this and that. And so he would get all these people on blackmail and he would start getting all this money and amassing all this fortune and building it up from there. And so uh, he's he's been known for decades in this circle and he got arrested back in 2008 and they gave him immunity. Uh, Robert Mueller, who I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with, who ran the Russia collusion, um, you know, uh, report, whatever hoax. And so uh, he was actually the FBI director and he gave him immunity and he actually never, you know, no one ever got in trouble for it. And he gave other people in his circle immunity. And just like with, you know, the Hillary Clinton investigation, when you give people immunity, you're supposed to have that lead to other arrests. Like, that's the whole point. Like, right. you, know, you give me incriminating evidence on other people. I'll give you immunity. I'll take them down and you'll be fine. And just like in the Hillary Clinton investigation uh, with this one, a lot of people got immunity, but no one actually got in trouble. So, you know, he was basically on house arrest. He got to do whatever he wanted, leave whenever he wants. And he, you know, this, this cushy sentence and... And so now he got arrested again recently and he was uh, in, you know, one of the federal prisons in, in New York, SDNY. And he was supposedly in this, you know, lockdown. And and uh, when a couple of weeks ago they say he committed suicide, he was found you know, laying on the floor uh, with, you know, uh, marks around his neck. And so he actually told the guards that someone tried to kill him. And, and, you know, this just started coming out recently and they put him on suicide watch for a little bit. And then his lawyers, you know, last week requested that he was taken off suicide watch. The cellmate that he had was transferred with, you know, a few hours earlier. Both of the guards that were watching him supposedly fell asleep and falsified their records <laughs> that they were actually watching. They were supposed to do um, wellness checks every like 30 minutes or something like that. And, and no one had checked on him for hours. And then shrieking Oops. was heard from his cell. Yeah. And then, you know, it just came out in the autopsy yesterday 
that there were multiple broken bones in his neck that were um, familiar to um, homicide strangulation cases. So right. that, getting choked out. Oh, and the cameras yeah. malfunctioned too, right? Yeah, no, ca- no cameras. There was a there was a lot of things that were very irregular with that situation, and and if anyone really thought that he was going to live the trial, you know, I got a bridge to sell you. I mean, listen, I, I said it on a podcast. I tweeted about it. I said, you know, someone tweeted to me the other day, like, Tommy, I'm so shocked. Tommy predicted that Epstein was going to die. Like, that wasn't even like a bolt. Like, I was like, have you ever right? watched a mafia like, movie? Like, geez. That's just like, no shit, they're going to kill him. This guy has information on literally every one of the most power. And this is left and right. That's The funniest thing about this, guys, the reason the Epstein thing is so easy for everyone to accept is because there's no political bias to it. I mean, they're trying to make a political bias to it. But this is something like everyone could get behind because it's like, yeah, every, everyone wanted this motherfucker dead, right? Yeah. Like, like, it doesn't matter. They're trying to politicize it. Like, Trump body count. Like, is that not the dumbest thing you've ever seen? Like, Clinton body count? And you guys were talking, you guys both were posting pictures about how it was trending and all that. But... Bill Clinton is the single most tied person to Jeffrey Epstein in the history, uh, like, uh, uh, alive, right? Like, it's Bill Clinton is number one most tied to Epstein over this period of time. And they're starting Trump body count. Yeah, I mean, that's just a media narrative. If just he's not number one, he's, he's up there. And, you know, one of the things that is important is this guy had enough money to purchase his own island, Okay. He purchased his own island, and he flew these people to an island. And if you have not seen this island, I suggest you investigate it. Um, and the most suspicious thing is this little temple um, that is, is located on the top of you know this little hill that apparently has cavernous or you know an underground you know series of layers in it, where um, you know that's where everybody flies into. And there's flight logs, there's documentation. Of, yeah, and it's locked from the outside in, so you can't get out. Yes. Right. And, um, you know, there's a lot of information about what the temple means, you know, as far as, like, the architecture. There's a lot of, you know, occult symbology behind a lot of this stuff. And, and when you really dig into it, it's like, you know, this is, like, this this is some of the most cryptic shit I've ever seen in my entire life. And, and on top of that, you know, Epstein has these handlers that recruit women. Uh, if you've ever heard of Ghislaine Maxwell, that's a name that is going to become a household name very soon. Who was when she gets killed? Yeah, well, she yeah. she's hiding right now, and um, yeah, because well, she's going to get killed. <laughs> yeah, so she was his girlfriend slash madam, and one of one of her deals is recruiting girls. You know, and uh, Ray Chandler is another name, and uh, you know a lot of you know a lot of these other uh, madams that recruit women. That, you know, and bring them to. Bring him to Epstein Island, and then you know a lot of these rich elites and you know financial politicians or whatever have you. Royalty, by the way, Prince Andrew, they fly to this island, and you know they do who knows what, you know, on these things. Just so you know, Maxwell is not hiding out anymore. She she's been spotted recently. They, as Boston or something. Yeah, Massachusetts. They spotted her at an In and Out Burger. <laughs> so she's not <laughs> too well. She's trying. But, um, yeah, and, like, the way I feel about it, like, if if it's proven that Trump, you know, was a pedophile and having sex with underage girls and things like that, like, take him fucking down. Like, right, that's right. the way I feel about it. Murder him. It. Like, like he tweeted years ago, you should like, kill him. Straight. Swift trial and kill him. 2013, yeah. he said, we got to do something about these pedophiles, swift trial, right. you know, death penalty. 
Like, it's not like I would defend him. Like, I, you know, anyone who's guilty in this uh, and yeah. it can be proven, like, take him out. Like, that's the way I feel. Like, I would not defend him over that. I don't care. But, you know, I, I've seen a lot of baseless accusations made against him. So it's hard to actually trust when people come out and just say, you know, in 1972, I was on an airplane with Trump and he rubbed my leg. It's mm. like, what the fuck you, you know? But like the when you try to make it a story about Trump, like that's when you lose me because like, you know, he there's one time that he had um, been shown to be on his plane and it was from Florida to New York. Like he hopped a ride. It's not like he went to the island. He wasn't on any of those flight logs. Like he was never seen at the island or anything. But like when you talk about Bill Clinton being on a plane 26 times and being seen at the island with him, like. I've I haven't been on a plane with my father twenty six times. And I haven't been on a plane with anyone. Most that, people listening haven't been on a plane twenty six times. Right, e- exactly. So like that that's crazy. And and you're ta- and the funny thing about that, I think everyone's forgetting. You're talking about a dude who was sixty years old getting a blowjob from a twenty year old in the fucking Oval Office right. while he was a sitting president. Like that that when people are like, oh, the Clinton thing, guys. Do you know how much of a sex monger fucking man whore maniac you have to be to get your dick sucked in the Oval Like, you couldn't even, like, wait till you were out of the White House for a weekend and on a trip or on a golf Like, you needed to do it in the Oval Office <laughs> with a girl 45 years younger than you who was 20 years old with your wife in the same house where you live while you're a sitting president. Like, do you know... How sexually fucked up. That would be the equivalent of me literally getting an opportunity to be on like ESPN and do a (laughs) fantasy show. And like while I'm there giving fantasy information, be like fingering the chick next to me under the desk. Like on my first like like, wait till you're fucking done. Like leave the like you're talking about a complete sexual predator. Like a complete picture of Bill Clinton in the blue dress and red shoes. Is that real? That's real. Yeah. It, are you sure that's real? Did they that check the metadata Epstein's. and everything? Yes. Yeah, that was in Epstein's house. Yeah. So there's a picture for those of you that don't know, and everyone's going to say it's fake because that's what you do. It's just fake, but you can check metadata on shit like this. Um, so you're saying that picture is real. I saw that, and I didn't know if it was real. Yeah, it was on some like, side. There. Wasn't, wasn't there like some art exhibit or something that showed it in like full resolution? And it was Bill Clinton in a blue dress, like mm-hmm. the Lewinsky dress, sitting yeah. over like the presidential seal rug with red slippers. And on. that's important. Written, in, yeah. yeah, red slippers well, in Epstein's. I, I do think it's 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 a painting, so I don't. Right. Yeah, no, no, right. That it was Bill Clinton in right, the dress. It was a painting, yes. A painting. But it might have been, uh, he might have posed and for it. The red shoes is, is symbolism as well of like the, you know, satanic pedophiles and shit like that. Like the Red Shoe Boy Club, if you look that up. But uh, yeah, there was a painting of Bill Clinton in a dress, in the blue dress in red heels in his townhouse, which is like, it's just creepy. It's just and creepy. people will say, well, why are we, I'm not seeing, I didn't see anything about that on the news. You're going to fucking 8chan and all these weird sites to fucking find. The they're not going to show it on the news. Right. It, like, it's not that it's not real because it's not in the news. They're not going to see it. It's called the Clinton the, News Network. I'm going to wait till a legit source prints it. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? The, like, your sources are not legit. <laughs> Fox isn't even legit. None of them are legit. Like yeah. mainstream media, they're all the elite. Like if you want to split them. Between left and right, Republican and Democrat, yeah, you could say Fox is going to give you better information about the Democrats' dirt, and CNN and MSNBC are going to give you better information about the Republicans' dirt. But when it comes to 
elitist pedophilia. There's elite pedophiles, satanic, you know, blood sacrifice, fucking nut jobs on both Left sides. And right the and whole the, fucking yeah. top. Take any 70 year old white guy in government, and they're probably a part of it. So they're all in the city. Goldman Sachs, the guys in the Senate, the popes, like fucking all of them. They're all in that same club. So when it comes to that shit, bury it. Corey Feldman, bury it. Right. Bill Clinton, and bury it. Epstein, bury it. Like, get this shit out. When it comes to Trump's a racist, throw it out there. Hillary should go to jail, throw it out there. But when they start talking pedophilia, satanic worshiping, um, the adrenochrome stuff, all that shit, they're on the same team across the board, across the nation, across the aisle. Right. So just digging a little bit more into the actual temple itself on the island, and this is this is getting kind of deep here. Um, so there was an image posted from a, uh, a temple in Syria that has the exact same design as, as Epstein's temple. So if you, if, you, if you ever look up Epstein's temple and, and you look at the blue and white stripes with the gold dome and everything like that, um, it was an ode, and I'm going to read this real quick because off the site, um, yeah. temple, uh, Epstein's temple was an ode to the Mamluk era. And so the Mamluk era, what, what happened was they captured children and they were taken as slaves to do, and, and the Mamluk era was like from the 1500s. Taken as, children were taken as slaves to do the bidding of the elite class. The young boys were taken and groomed to later become soldiers, while young girls were taken and groomed to later become personal concubines of their masters. Okay. So that is so so there's there's significance and symbology behind this temple. It's not just some random piece of architecture set on the island like, you know, these people have symbols and they've used them. There's symbols everywhere. And, uh, you know, if you're a follower of Q, which, you know, like a lot of people are kind of like, oh, whatever, you know, one of the things Q continues to mention is, and we'll, you know, I'll, I'll get into the details about Q later, um, is symbolism will be their downfall. And that's the number one thing is that, that part of the almost arrogance in a way is that they, they, they put their symbolism in plain sight. They're like, this yeah. is what we're fucking doing. Everyone does. Yeah. I mean, like, if you look at, uh, if you watch any horror movie, I mean, I shouldn't say horror movie, but if you look at any serial killer, if you look at any shows or documentaries about, they always leave their marks, right? right. There's always a tag. Yes. It's that, yes. it's that super intelligent arrogance Bingo. of, I mean, look at the Illuminati. Look at our dollar bill. Have oh, you ever examined fuck. the dollar bill? I mean, Jesus, fuck, dude, Christ. Like, I turned my aunt on to that more. last Sunday. <laughs> you can't have You have literally an eye in the middle of a pyramid there's right a in the middle of a fucking dollar. Like, there's an yeah, owl on that thing. There's an owl. I mean, like, there's serpents all over it and shit. So, you know, but they do that intentionally. You know, <laughs> yeah. that's an intentional thing. It's like tagging. You know, you leave your mark. Yes. And it's, it's, it's that arrogance and that adrenaline rush of not only am I going to do this, but I'm going to put something in plain sight, and that's usually how they get caught by the Peter principle. Everyone eventually rises to their own level of incompetence, right? And that's what happens. That's why you get caught. You get sloppy. Most guys who've you know, robbed a liquor store, they don't get caught in their first liquor store. They get caught in their 12th, right? right? Because they got lazy and cocky. But yeah. Ben, any input on this? I think that's you know, the main way that they communicate to each other is, is right. with symbolism. is to show like who is in the club basically and, and what they're doing. And I, you know, I could spend a lot of time just looking at that kind of stuff itself, you know, the symbolism and, and the way that they put it on everything that they're doing. Like, I think the, the biggest example of symbolism that you could find is in Hollywood and music videos and movies and movies. Like like, they put that shit everywhere. And, exactly. and when you really look into that stuff, like, it's it's pretty crazy. Like, do you do you remember the uh, do you, any of you guys watch Silicon Valley? No. 
don't think, All right, no. so Silicon Valley is a great show. You guys should watch it. Um, but Silicon Valley, there's an episode in there where the billionaire guy, the richest guy on the show, has a blood boy. And there's a scene where he's sitting there with this young boy, and they're both sitting in chairs next to each other. And they both have, like, intravenous in their arms. And they're exchanging blood. And he's basically swapping into his body the young of the, the blood of the young boy. Right. How the fuck do right? you think Keith, Keith some- Richards is still alive? Right, and this is something that people think is funny, but this is shit that really happens. Like, these people literally are are doing everything to stay alive and stay young and get the next high, and whether it's adrenochrome or, you know, this pedophilia shit, like, why are all the... I mean, you should really do some research and find out how many children, including children from at the border and all this, how many children actually just go missing It's staggering. It's so staggering. Like when you look at thousands and thousands and thousands of small children. Try hundreds of thousands, you know, hundreds of thousands. Yeah. Just straight disappearing. What about the one that we saw, Bob, that was real with the dude who had the fucking uh, sex farm of little children that he was selling the children to down in Brazil? Yeah. Yeah. Ben, you may know more than me about that. I mean, I know he had a hold on. Hold on. What did you say, Ben? There was was one in this country in in like New Mexico uh, last year. And they found this guy. He was like breeding these these children, and you know, pedophile. And he was like training them to commit terrorist attacks and things like that. And and then the FBI like bulldozed the whole compound, and, and like the guys like wasn't even getting in trouble. Right, like, like, cover for him. It's it's just absolutely insane. And Bobby, John of God, this is. I mean, I don't, I don't know too much about him. You know, I know, I know he he basically had like a, a farm. He was manufacturing. He was a faith healer. Yeah, faith like, healer. That's he went, like he was famous. Yeah, and as a matter of fact, the father of the El Paso shooter had ties to John of God too. So there's some weird shit going on. With, I don't really want to you know go down that rabbit hole per se, but just you know, just a lot. You know, you, like the more you 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 start unpeeling these layers of the onion you start realizing that all this stuff is fucking connected you know and if you apply occam's razor which means the simplest solution you know it's usually the best solution you know you know shortest distance between two lines or two points is a straight line you know just i mean you got to just use reason here at some point and say you know there's too many coincidences with a lot of this stuff that you know that's just sheer conspiracy theory you know at at some point you know if, if if i was a detective i would have to investigate this stuff you know it's like come on but. Yeah, I mean, dude, they, it, like this dude, John of God, like you go Google it. Like we don't have to spend a whole thing on it because, yeah. again, this is some deep, dark shit. But it's real. Like this is real. Like this this dude was literally a famous faith healer. And he was basically keeping these like young girls. I think they were between like 13 and 19 years of age or some shit like that. And he was having them have babies and he was selling the babies for $40,000 out to be like harvested right. to like fucking pedophiles and shit. And he was, you know, hundreds of girls were enslaved. You know, on this farm right. that they fucking found, and it would get pregnant. And he would he would have the the girls would get raped, and they'd be used for sale to you know elites from all over the world, not just in America. I think it was Brazil and Europe were actually the most common. But this shit's going like this rabbit hole is so deep and so dark when you get to the bottom of it that you may not want to go there. You might want us to just stay on the moon landing and, the aliens <laughs> and some fun yeah. shit because mo- once we dive down to this fucking elitist fucking pedophilia sex trafficking blood transfusion adrenochrome shit like you're not gonna want to be here anymore <laughs> yeah it can be it, that gets real dark but and, yeah. and it's always it's like you know there's different levels of conspiracy there's like the fun entertainment alien right. kind. white claw like, like my white claw conspiracy that i'm yeah. about to get into right and there's like the new world order elitist you know uh 
Council on Foreign Relations globalist Bilderberg stuff where like yeah like on on a on a shallow level it's you know political and taking over you know countries and things like that but when you get into what they do on their own time like that's when shit really yeah. gets dark. yeah you can look into Will Farrell and look into some of the shit well, let, that Will Farrell's do, been involved yeah, in. Yeah, let's with talk the about Will Farrell. You know, like, because, uh, you know, Ben alluded to symbolism in Hollywood. All right, so if you look at some of the roles Will Farrell's played, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with one right now. Look at the plot to fucking Zoolander, okay? Just think about it. So, uh, Derek Zoolander, played by oh, Ben Stiller, he gets fucking MK Ultra brainwashed to kill the prime minister of whatever the, what was it called? Malaysia, whatever it was. And he had like a specific Q word that turned him into a Manchurian candidate. And Will Ferrell in that movie played Mufatu, which was a fucking sat. If, if there's any, ever a satanic character in a comedy, he, he's 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 evil. He's evil. You know, even his hair, I think, kind of just came up like two devil horns. Right, like horns. Okay, so you have you have Zoolander, right? Which is MK Ultra, which is Manchurian candidates. Then you have Zoolander Two, which. Most people don't know about, and these are just stupid little comedies. But Zoolander Two got into a couple things. The first of all was um, so the plot of this one was like Zoolander got separated from his son, and then he got back into modeling with Hansel. But at the point when they got back into modeling, it had been taken over by I, seriously non-binary models, which means they were androgynous. Okay, they they did they. I guess that means that they had both female and male qualities or whatever whatever you call it, non-binaries. Okay, this is like 2005, by the way, and all, all this stuff's coming out now. So diving deeper into Zoolander 2, okay, uh, Derek Zoolander gets separated from his son, and so uh, Hansel, the character, finds Derek Jr., which is his kid, in prison, all right? They were in, like, some bathhouse, okay? So he comes in and finds that his Derek Jr. is on a sacrificial table, Okay, they were preparing to cut out his heart and consume his blood in a ritualistic fashion, and it was supposed to give them like eternal youth. Okay, this is a comedy. Okay, this is a comedy. This is Hollywood, and they're showing you this almost to like predictive program you guys into saying, "Oh, this kind of stuff only happens in Hollywood," and you sit there and you laugh about it, and you're programmed to just think, "Oh, this is all a joke." But realistically, they're laughing in your freaking they face. Do- they do this stuff. I mean, they did it in Fear and Loathing, like you were talking about with the adren- Adrenochrome. They do it in all these fucking movies. They put all this symbol. I mean, Ben, you were talking about the butterflies, right? Like, and the symbolism of the butterflies with the pedophiles. I'll let you get into that in a second. But they do this stuff, like Bobby just said. They put all this stuff in movies. They try to put them in comedies. If you think about the most demonic, satanic, cult-like shit, they're mostly in comedy movies or weird, like, Tarantino movies or shit like that. Because then... It's easy to discredit the people if it does come out, like Bob said. So if I turn around right now and start saying, guys, there's blood sacrifices going on, like Will Farrell's a known Satanist, like he's probably the most obvious. But, you know, these these Hollywood elites are actually like Satanists and blah, 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 blah. You'll be like, oh, yeah, why? Because Will Farrell did a Satan ritual on the Chris Gayharth show and he was in Zoolander. Like It literally gives the opposition the ammo to fight the truth. By doing that, you know, it's almost like an offensive defensive mechanism. Right. By and just making find, light of it, yeah. making a joke about it, you know, throwing it out there so that when someone says, hey, this is really happening, you're like, oh, really? Is it really happening? Like, you watch too much TV. Right. And then you, you know? find out that Will Ferrell's partic- you know, participating in, like, uh, spirit cooking things where they, they do that, like... You know, this is this is legit. You I mean, can, he's definitely a saint. Well, you like, can look up these fucking pictures. You know, the, yeah. if you look you up Marina and Bravich, it. it's the weirdest shit. They show up in these white lab yeah. coats, 
and you start looking at spirit cooking and and what they do with that stuff like there's actually a lot of famous people uh, including lady gaga who's like the poster child of like illuminati satanism but like they you know they have cakes that look like people yep. and they cut them up and it looks like they're sacrificing people and they put actual like models in a pool of blood and and things like that and it, it's just the, the craziest stuff like they they write messages on walls with blood and semen and it, it's just like the weirdest craziest satanist stuff that you'll ever see in your life and like these are people who are connected in hollywood and in uh polit- politics and stuff like that and like a lot of this stuff just takes such a dark turn but again ben this is real right Oh, it's, it's like like that's the thing. Like people will say, like that shit. No, it's documented, guys. Yeah, it's fucking it, real. Like so, like this isn't this are. isn't Bigfoot. Yeah, right. these are just the things you know about that you have seen pictures of because they do it in like public events. You know, like right, who knows right, what right. the fuck they're actually doing behind closed doors. Like if you look at um. Tony Podesta, who oh, was God. John Podesta's brother, who oh, God, was, yeah. I think it was the campaign manager at one point for uh, Hillary Clinton. Uh, if you look at some of the pictures that this guy had in his house, it's like, um, oh, no, he was he was chief of staff to, to Bill Clinton. He was just, both. just he Google was chief Podesta artwork. And he was ahead Google, of the Hillary Clinton campaign. He's both. Podesta Google Podesta artwork, and the first Tony picture Podesta. that comes up Tony Podesta, is yeah. the uh, Carrie yeah. Kellerman on Twitter. They did the uh, she posted the. He should be investigated. It's literally a piece of art that's in his house of six girls, and maybe some of them are boys, but all girls in little undies with their hands behind their back in a handcuff position, turning, looking over their shoulder backwards in a shower with like like wires hanging down in front of them. Like it's literally bruised up, and there's a lot of pictures like that. And his whole house is like that. Like and. And that's common with these fucking people. There's like pigs cuddling fucking like children and shit. Like, like these people are fucked up. People, like Lady Gaga is not cool. She's fucked up. Will Farrell is funny as shit. He's fucked up. All the politicians, these priests, they're fucked up, demented, demonic people. And once you can wrap your mind around that, that's kind of where the rabbit hole starts, right? Once you see, wow, Podesta's fucked up. Epstein's fucked up. Clinton was friends with him. This guy was friends with him. Prince Andrew's fucking getting taken down. The you know fucking uh, what what all the celebrities who got fucking caught, you know, diddling little kids. Joe Biden's fucking playing with little God girls was. in every fucking video on YouTube. Like once you start seeing enough of it, and Kevin Spacey, and it's like, wait, is there anyone? Like you should be at the point already where there's like, is there anyone in Hollywood politics or religion? Who isn't fucking a little kid? Here's the other thing. Like, once yeah. you get to that, if you have the capability of being a pedophile as a 60-year-old man, would you put devil, you know, demonic sacrifices and satanic worship? Like, once you start fucking children, I would put nothing past you. What? Like, yeah. nothing. I'd eat a human finger before I fucked a child. I'd put cannibalism as being more normal no. than pedophilia. I mean... So it's like, once you, like, how can you see all this? And then not dig and go, okay, well, yeah, it's probably all fucking true. Everything that's going on times 20. Like you said, Ben, this is just what we're seeing. Right. This is what's been leaked. This isn't the shit that – and people go, well, why haven't more people come out? Why haven't more – because they control everything. 
Mm-hmm. They control Hollywood. They control the government. They control the media. All the people that are in it are actors and entertainers and senators and aspiring politicians. Like, your career's over one. And then once you do get deep enough into this, these cults and these little satanic worship groups, they fucking videotape you. That's one of the things that they do. They film you fucking a little boy. They film you in a pool of blood. They do all this so that they have blackmail on you forever. And that's why so Epstein's that you can so never important. come out. And that's why Epstein exactly. is the And that's why Epstein's the fucking linchpin to all this. He's the keystone to this because he has the tapes. He has it all. So, like, yeah, what is, what is fucking uh, some aspiring senator? And you'll see some people come out. They just bury him. But go look at the dark documentaries. What's some aspiring senator who got involved in it and then said, nah, this shit's too fucked up and got out? There's a, there's a ritual. There's a hazing that takes place when it started and it's all videotaped. What's he going to come out and say, hey, these people are doing some fucked up shit. And then he's got a family and children and all that. And then they're going to show a picture of him babying in bla- baby's blood, fingering a four-year-old. Like, oh my God. no, he's going to go. I'm just going to keep my fucking mouth shut and keep my head down. So that video never comes out or those pictures never come out. So, like, you got to use your fucking head, people. I know this is dark. And this is not where we expected to go on the first episode. No, I mean, but is it, Epstein is dark. Like, the, if Epstein is current topic, event, this, this is, is current events, man. I mean, this isn't like shadow shit. This is like he's in the top page news, man. And 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 you don't even have to dig deep anymore to find the answers now. I mean, look, right. I just look at Joe Biden's activity out in public. I mean, God bless. <laughs> Oh you know, and the thing is, John Podesta could have been a uh, secretary of state had Hillary Clinton got elected. I mean, he was the one that came out to, you know, when, when on election night when Hillary was too bamboozled to, you know, to even come out to her own supporters after he lost or after she lost. And he was the one that addressed everybody. I mean, this guy was like right next to her, right next yep. to her, man. You know, like this is like God yeah, bless, God bless Trump for winning. I'm sorry. God bless yeah. for winning. Yeah. And that's the, and that's the thing, Ben. I think people need to understand that. There's different types of people who voted for Trump, right? Like there's different there's some people who voted for him because, yeah, maybe they're fucking racist and they think he's racist and they wanted a racist. in. I don't think he's racist, but, you know, that's the narrative every media channel is pushing. But there are people like that, right? There maybe there's people who are just always going to vote Republican. And it doesn't matter if Mickey Mouse was a Republican. They're going to vote Republican because they pay a lot in taxes and they want lower taxes. There's other people who voted for Trump for X reason, Y reason. And then there's the people who basically are like seeing what's going on with especially the Clintons behind the scenes and the Clinton body count and how like 15 of their, we'll we'll do a whole show on the Clintons. Like we could probably do a five hour show on the Clintons, but, but you know, and then there's the people who go, it doesn't matter if it's Trump or Ross Perot or Ron Paul, we need someone in there to stop this fucking machine. And you become a fan of him just because you're like, wow, he's exposing the sex trafficking people. He's exposing the pedophiles. He's retweeting shit about the Clintons murdering people. He's a fucking people. whistleblower. Like, where it's like, yeah, maybe you think he's fucking nuts, and maybe you even think he's racist, and maybe you even think he's a fucking pervert, but not, like, fucking kids. But, yeah, maybe he's a hornball who likes to fucking bang strippers and fucking models. But you're going, wow, we have someone in there right now who gives so little of a fuck right. that he might actually blow the lid off this whole thing and expose all this. And then we can live in a better world. I think he right. gives less of a fuck than you do, Tommy, which is hard. Yeah, I mean, he, he gives, set the bar pretty high. You, you, you don't give a fuck. And, and he gives zero fuck. He gives. He, <laughs> yeah, Bob, like yesterday you were like, you know, Donald Trump Jr. is such an asset because he's not afraid to say anything. I'm like, what the hell is Trump afraid to say? <laughs> right, well, let, me t- let me tell you one thing that, that D- Donald Trump Jr. said that I know Trump could never say. 
And Donald Trump Jr. tweeted about how the Trump body count hashtag is being pushed and how the Clinton body count hashtag is being suppressed. Okay, that was one thing that I don't think Trump could ever directly tweet out. And, and, and those are some things I think Donald Trump Jr. Um, you know, actually, Donald Trump Jr. Uh, tweeted out the, the painting of, of Bill Clinton in the dress. And I don't, I don't maybe, yeah. maybe Trump <laughs> would tweet that out. I don't know. I mean, based on some of the okay, shit that he's tweeted out. tweeted out, but I have no hesitation in my mind that he would retweet But so let's let's end this on uh, my white claw theory. Yeah. Here. Yeah. So so I want to spend a minute on this. Um I, first of all, Ben, have you seen the satanic? The uh, and if you guys haven't look, and and I'll give you a perfect example here. Have you seen the church lady who tries to accuse that Monster Energy drinks are the devil, or like satanic? I've, I've seen some shit about Monster uh, being like not exactly what they say it is. Right. So so first of all, Monster tastes like complete piss. Um, <laughs> it is. I think everyone's agreement on that that Monster Energy is probably the worst tasting thing in the world. Um, mm-hmm. It's not Red Bull. It's way worse. It tastes like absolute piss water. Um, but the lady went on there, and this is a perfect example of what we were talking about. So I was talking to Rob today, MLB model, alcoholic, whatever you want to refer to him as. I'm talking to Rob today, and I'm like, yo, this White Claw shit, I think I'm onto something here. I'm like, because Bobby started sending me shit about this fucking monster energy and how, like, the satanic symbols on monster energy, right? And yeah. there's a lady who's popular. All you need to do is Google, uh, let me try right now, monster energy Satan. And this crazy lady, right? And it's crazy. It's just a crazy lady, right? But T- Rob was like, crazy dude, lady. Yeah. right. Like, she's fucking nuts. Like, she's <laughs> definitely crazy. Like, there's no doubt. She's a crazy religious nut. <laughs> right. But, and that's what Rob said. Rob's like, you think I'm going to listen to anything a crazy religious nut like that? So I go, listen, who cares about the messenger? Listen to the things she said. The yeah. three symbols on the Monster Energy logo are the Hebrew symbol for the number six. Like, right. it's not an M. Six, it's six, three, six. Second, like, three separate sixes from the Hebrew religion. It's 666. Six, six. They look like reptiles. They look like snakes. Like claws kind of or something? Like, it looks like a like claw, perched up. It? It, it looks a little bit like a claw. Well, that's they the do. whole point of the logo. Like, a monster, like, clawed it. Yeah. Right, yeah. And, but it's really the 666. The six, six. They have the cross yeah. in the O. <laughs> Right, and when you drink it, the cross goes upside down. Like this lady made a lot of fucking sense. Oh wow! Right? Yeah, I didn't even think of that. And and like it's you know it says the word fuck on it two or three different times, you know, on the can. So I mean, it's it's fair to believe. And she said they were trying to invade uh, the Catholic. This is what got me that she didn't even realize this. But she said they were trying to use this satanic symbolism to you know invade America, right, and take control and put this satanic symbolism all through America to kill Christianity and et cetera, et cetera. And then I just realized that it, where what's the one place that you would find the most Christian, Catholic, religious nuts in one spot at one time? NASCAR track, baby. A NASCAR race. The Monster <laughs> Monster Energy Let's Cup go. series. Let's go. That's my like, people. They just. They just renamed it the Monster Energy Cup wow. series. So, oh. I mean, if she did have a case, it's like, whoa, NASCAR would definitely be the place. 100,000 guys in rednecks in one spot. You know, yeehaw. Right. If you Turned look at left. the, uh, yeah, have you looked at the uh, Red Bull logo? How if you basically just clip up the top? It actually, I sent it to Rob today, and I was like, Rob, what is this picture I just sent you? It's just a clip of one of the bulls, and he goes, that's the devil. 
I go, no, that's the Red Bull logo. Mm-hmm. And he goes, that's not the Red Bull logo. I go, yes, it is. Go to the Red Bull logo, zoom in on just the bull's head, flip it sideways, stick it upside down, and you have the devil on the Red Bull logo. And the slogan is Red Bull gives you wings. The devil has wings, right? So I've been a conspiracy theorist with all this satanic stuff and all this. Have you ever seen anything like White Claw go from zero to 100 as quick as it did overnight? And now every single motherfucker in the world is drinking White Claw? Have you ever seen anything like this? No, Either of you? Um, um, go ahead, Ben. Last last weekend, I was playing softball with my boys, and I, I heard someone talking about, like, yo, I was drinking the claw this weekend. I was like, I don't know what the fuck that is. I don't know you drink or anything like that. So he was telling one of my other boys, like, yo, you got to get on this claw, bro. It's like basically drugs in a can. Was, uh, he said it? <laughs> I was like, okay, sure. And, like, I'm I've, I've still to this day never even seen it. And then when I heard you start talking about, like, White Claw conspiracy, I'm like, that's what my boy was talking about. He was just telling me the other night, like, he's like, yo, it's like doing coke in, in a can. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> listen to me, okay? So, so I first of all, I, I have a whole bigger conspiracy theory we'll get into one point about how the government kind of breaks you down to recreate you, right? Like, they break away your history. Like, they're trying to take down all our monuments, all our statues, all our history to recreate us. And they did the same thing with the drugs and alcohol industry. They basically banned everything. Everything's illegal. Tobacco is bad. You know, we have dare when we're young. Like, don't do drugs. Don't do this. Don't do tobacco. Don't drink. And then they wipe it all away, all the shit, so that, you know, Marlboro and all these companies aren't making any money anymore. And then they create, like they created Facebook, which really wasn't Mark Zuckerberg. It's the government that created Facebook. They create Juul, which is basically like everyone don't smoke cigarettes. And then they get people who don't even smoke to start smoking jewels. Like, do you know how many, I would say 50% of jewel users never smoked a cigarette. I know right? a ton like, of people that smoke jewels that didn't smoke cigarettes. Right, exactly. So they basically said, okay, let's get all the money out of the hand of the big tobacco industry and let's put it in our hands. We're going to yeah. create this thing called a jewel and we're going to get them more addicted than cigarettes did and we're going to get the people who don't even smoke doing it. And then they wipe away the whole alcohol, right? They get Budweiser the fuck out of here, get Miller Lite. We're going to create White Claw, and we're going to make this cool, and we're going to put fucking drugs in it. We're going to put a little dab of cocaine in it or fucking, you know, put extra fluoride in it. We'll start brainwashing these people. Dude, it's every time I see something go too viral too quick, I assume the government or the big money's behind it to brainwash it. And, dude, I hate White Claw. I think it's disgusting. I think it tastes like shit, and I'm a vodka club drinker. But I have three cases of it in my fridge. To lure three cases women, of right? Well, I mean, the best thing to do if you go out and you meet a... I'm not even kidding. Like, if you're going to... If you want girls to come back to your place and well, hang I mean, out, hey, the cocaine, it's better than... The cocaine dealership always had the hottest girlfriend. Cocaine dealers? You can literally say, like, hey, this house has, you know, eight balls and marijuana and fucking <laughs> Molly and whatever, and but I got two cases of White Claw. You got White Claw? Like, when you <laughs> see the girl's reaction, the first thing I think is they're drugging this shit. They're putting drugs in White Claw. They're putting something in it. They're trying to popularize it. And they're brainwashing everyone through fucking White Claw. So, yes, I do believe that there's some sort of drug or chemical in this shit that makes... I tried drinking it one night, and I kept saying, this tastes like shit. And I drank eight of them. Like, that's what was weird. As I was lecturing 
Like, stop drinking these fucking things. I drank eight of them, and they were disgusting. And I didn't enjoy it the whole time. I was like, this shit's like cocaine. Like, when you're like, why am I still doing this? Like, I don't. it doesn't even feel good anymore. I said the same exact shit. He's like, he's like, it doesn't taste that good. He's like, but I got fucked up from right, it. Right, it's, 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 there's drugs, drugs in it. How yeah. is it? People is, do so crazy shit. I've never had one. drugs in a can. Bro, it's 5% alcohol, oh, right? Okay. It's fucking, they have like ruby grapefruit. It's fucking seltzer. So it's like a fucking be, Zima or some shit? It's, a, it's, it's like a Zima, but Zima tasted good. Yeah. That's the thing. Zima tasted like fucking Sprite. It's hard or something. This shit tastes like shit. So let me get this straight. It tastes like shit. Is it expen- more expensive than beer or is it less? No, it's cheap as fuck. Oh, so. They're doing sales on it where you can go in there for like $14. They're giving you like a $12 rebate to buy White Claw. So it's like, like the they're crack giving co- shit away for free. It's like the crack cocaine of like energy or yes, alcohol beverages. they're trying to get everyone on it. They're <laughs> trying to get all the fucking millennials on it and fucking spread it. And then fucking 10 years from now, everyone's going to be fucking dropping dead. From fucking drinking the claw. Oh my the, god! The fucking motto is like, "There's no laws when you're drinking claws." No laws like, when you're drinking claws. claws. That's some Alistair Crowley shit. Right. That's crazy. With this white claw theory, would you would you have put four loco in the same boat? I'm prob. I put it all in there. Like anything, the millennials Sparks. just fucking grab and devour. I put it all in the same boat. There's something up. I, why do you think I don't have an Alexa? I ain't fucking putting would, that thing in my house. I won't fuck. Nah, you don't fuck with I that. ain't letting the government track everything I fucking said. Like, this shit's all planned. Why do you think fucking I'm skeptical of Facebook and fucking Twitter and all that? And when I, usually when I write, like, Hillary Clinton, I'll put, like, an exclamation point in place of the I so that it doesn't come up, you know, well, on the checks. There's like, a lot of talking about, like, the, the spying on Americans using apps and Alexa and Facebook and all that shit. Like, that, that stuff's out in the open now. So that's definitely something we can touch on for sure. And we know hmm. about it. Like, and everyone knows about it. And they've even admitted of it. Yeah, Zuckerberg like, fucking what apologized what for it. But we're so brainwashed, the millennials. I don't care my Xbox staring at me. <laughs> but think about it, Ben. Who are the people who are saying, like, yo, this is fucked up. I ain't putting an Alexa in my house. 35 and up, right? Like, mm-hmm. adults, like, 30 and up, you could even say. The kids, it's almost like what they did with these, these Hollywood kids, right, in a fucking much less demonic fashion. But, like, you start brainwashing these kids since they're little through the iPads. Remember they were saying Barney had subliminal less messages in it, and that's why kids were so obsessed with Barney and stuff? You start putting shit in the fucking cartoons that they watch. You start putting shit in the fucking food that they eat, the drinks that they drink. You start fucking brainwashing these kids and kind of mind controlling them on a global level in a much more gentle way which is not as you know destructive like clockwork orange type shit (laughs) but you start basically mind controlling a generation of fucking zombies which has been created from everyone fucking 25 and under and then they're basically under your control to where even if they come out and say yeah we've been tracking you and fucking sharing all your information on facebook they'll just be like oh man that sucks Give me White Claw. Let's get back on yeah. Facebook. Like, they, they're, they're numb to the point where they could do whatever the fuck they want, and they just need to get us out of the way. They need to – because the, they need to get the people from, like, 30 to 55 out of the way. Yeah. Like, just get us out of the way, and they got a generation of zombies, and you're basically in the movie 1984. Yeah. The they call that ideological yeah. subversion or demoralization, you know. I mean, you, you don't even need necessarily, like, a specific – drug inside these energy drinks the chem you know the chemicals and the ingredients itself lower your inhibitions lower your frequency make you toxic make you fucking numb you know the you know the alcohol itself brain numb and shit you know 
Um, and that's why Rogan says he, you know, he hunts and kills and eats his own meat right from the fucking tree. He's like, I'm not eating this shit that you guys are buying in stores with all these fucking chemicals and all that shit. That shit fucks with your brain. It fucks with your mind. Well, and someone like, yeah, someone like me that has Crohn's disease, I got to look out for that every time I make a purchase, you know? So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Boys, I think we, uh, I think we completed our first episode without, uh, without going too deep into anything, but giving everyone a little bit of a glimpse of what's to come. Yeah, I had, I had a good time, you know, and it's funny because, you know, when I read your Twitter, it's like I feel like we've been giving people blue balls for a long time about this stuff. So, you know, <laughs> and yeah. we're still giving them blue balls, right? <laughs> yeah. We just touched on every topic for five minutes and didn't go fucking deep down the rabbit mm-hmm. hole. But I guess, Ben, what would you say? I guess the plan is now to, like, kind of, you know, we'll do these, you know, maybe every week, every couple weeks. We'll keep putting conspiracy episodes out. But I think they should let us know kind of what you want. Maybe we'll drop some polls and stuff and get a feel for what you really want us to dig deep on now that you've kind of felt the gamut of our uh, the depths of our our crazy, as you say. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely still more topics we could even go over and talk about, like even just on a surface level. But I think it's a good idea that we touched on as many different things as possible, even if it was very brief, just to give people, you know, kind of like a list to check off of like, I want you guys to cover this and this and this. And then, you know, when we move forward, we could more specialize topics and go deeper into it. Like, you know, kind of group some topics together that have similar categories and then just try and stay on that, you know, whatever category is for that. You know, like one could be like surveillance. One could be, you know, symbolism or pedophilia, like whatever you want to decide or like aliens, you just kind of have a generalized category and then speak about all the topics within that. So you're less all over the board and you can actually dig deep and we could do like real prep for the podcast. Right. That's what I was going to say. Like I told you guys not to prep for this. As yeah. you were like, what do we want to do? Like normally I would do a show plan. I would have prep out. I would have, you know, topic list and where we're going to go and shit. But this was just, you know, better just conversationally. But yeah, I think that my ideal world would be that a year from now, hopefully, like we keep doing these and, you know, we'll have, maybe we'll get guys like Sam Tripoli on and we'll bring the bot on and we'll bring some other people who are experts in certain fields and, you know, get to a point like, you know, the Tin Hat uh, podcast and Joe Rogan's podcast where we can maybe get some experts, even if they're not super famous, but some people who maybe people will pop up on Twitter. Someone will say, I was in the CIA for fucking seven years and I was a part of this thing. We'll bring you on the fucking show, you know, mm-hmm. and. My goal would be to have like a good 20 to 30 minute deep dive in at least into every topic we've covered and more. So we can almost build like a library, right? So when you're trying to convince your friends that Michelle Obama's a man, which is going to be a fun episode. I love it. Because that, that's going to go deep. That'll just probably be the Obama episode, right? Yeah. But, so that way you don't have to do all the work. You could just literally be like, hey, here, go to episode 72 listen to it maybe we'll break them off in 30 minute segments too and it won't even be a full two hours but then you could just say here that one go listen to that 20 minutes and then come back to me and we'll talk you know so maybe we could even accompany them with pictures and links and shit like that so what i want you guys to do make sure you guys know i'm a fucking nut job you guys know my twitter at tommy g and i'm posting a lot of conspiracy stuff but my two go-to guys right here are ben and bob these are the guys that i talk to behind the scenes that you don't see that I'm literally going, hey, I think this is going on. You got any data on this? And they'll feed me some data, and you know, I'll just go blast it to the world. But uh, make sure you follow Ben. He's got some weird fucking X's in his name, so don't forget that. <laughs> but it's at uh, X Ben Jammin J A M M I N X. Just hit him with the ASL. You can meet him in AOL chat room. Hey. Uh, and then you have Bob's Lessons yeah, yeah, Sideshow yeah, Bob yeah, yeah. over here at Bob's B O B 
S-L-E-S-S-O-N-S. So Bob's Lessons. Um, also, I get a fucking bazillion notifications. And Bob, what do you got? You got like 500 followers? Me, me, and, you know, me and Ben are little, little big dogs here. But what do you got? I'm a, I'm a small followers? fish right now. Yeah, 500. Right. So you followers. respond to everybody. Like Bob <laughs> will go into everybody. Ben's pretty good with it, too. I'm pretty bad with it. Yeah. But uh, these are the two guys you want to interact with on Twitter and shit. And uh, Bob basically just, you know, just basically sits home and fucking gets uh, doped up and fucking looks at conspiracy theories all day. So he'll talk to you till four in the morning. That's about it. So. I'm, I'm available 24-7, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, I did want to say any- thank you so much for having on the show, man. I enjoy it. And I, I, and I just urge everybody to uh, not take my word for this. Do your own research and, uh, you know, come to your own truths and stuff like that. You know, we'll keep doing this. I had a lot of fun, Ben. Appreciate it, dude. Yeah, absolutely. I had a really good time, too. You know, I love talking about this stuff. and. Well, the one thing I really want people to kind of, you know, take away from this conversation is that this is all, you know, real life stuff. And yeah, we, we, we go into, you know, simulation theory and flat earth and all this stuff that are like, you know, possibility things. But a lot of the stuff we talk about is it's really going on. And it's mm-hmm. just, you know, what what amount of depth into this topic do you believe? Like, you know, it's, it's like the, you know, the geoengineering and, and chemtrail conversation we had, like this stuff's really going on, but the conspiracy comes at why do you think it's happening? Why do you think it's being done? So there's a lot of things like that, that I think you shouldn't just discount because it's considered a conspiratorial topic. So just keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. And I think a big part of it too, we're going to teach you guys kind of how to, um, just had to open your mind up a little bit. This literally doesn't need to be like, do I believe this person has a dick? Do I believe he landed on this thing? Like it's, it's, you know what it is? Conspiracy theories are fun too. Like, it's kind of like we talk about, you know, Ben, you do a lot with DFS, Bobby, you've been in fantasy leagues and your whole life. Like, yeah, the money's great. The trophy's great and all that. But I think some people sometimes lose people lose fact of the fact that it's supposed to be fun. You know, like you're supposed to have fun it's rooting fun, for your players yeah. on Sunday. And you know what? You know, and yeah. the, I think a sports and this sh- sports con- uh, conspiracy podcast would be fucking awesome, you know. Oh, I, we have a lot of that. I have the fucking frozen envelope you and all kinds of shit. Blew that my we mind can get with that into. shit. Yeah, I, I almost spun Bobby upside down when I started explaining about the uh, Patrick Ewing draft. But I have a whole Golden State Warriors conspiracy theory and the rims tightening on the other side theories for sure. And then. FanDuel, DraftKings, Collusion, Conspiracy. Oh, shit. Yeah, all of it. Fucking Brett, let's lay it on. Oh, the man, that's, like, that's like a three-hour rabbit hole for me tonight, man. I was going to go home and just chill out. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and what we'll do is we'll give you guys reading material, too. So, I mean, do you guys have – I'm, I'm going to give mine. So each show maybe we'll give one thing that they can use, those people that want to learn more about this shit. But keep in mind, when you're getting involved in conspiracy theories or talking about shit that other people don't want to talk to, you don't have to believe in everything. You could say, you know what, I think Tommy and Bob and Benny are right here on this one thing, but I think they're fucking nuts on this other thing. Like, it, you don't have to group everyone into this general conspiracy theory blanket, and that's why we did the percentages and stuff. But yeah, We I also would, don't agree on everything. No, we, I mean, it seems like we do because the first topics we brought up are the ones we agree on. It's just easier that way. But we're going to have huge debates on some things where we're on complete opposite sides of the aisle. Um, and then we'll bring on some people who are on the opposite sides. But I would say the first thing to do, and Ben, this is your fucking responsibility too, because you haven't even fucking watched it. But I want everyone to go out and watch Westworld. Okay, Westworld is phenomenal. Season one, uh, Anthony Hopkins, and it. it's so good. And I believe it's kind of similar. Like Bobby made the analogy too. Kind of got a little Epstein Island in it. That's why it's kind of topical right now. Like these elites are going to this kind of fantasy world where they can have sex with these like humanized robots which basically what an mk ultra you know person basically becomes you become like programmed by your captor 
you know, to believe everything's okay. A lot of symbolism in it. Fantastic show. I believe like this artificial intelligence kind of sci-fi area of Westworld is fucking insane. So that's a good thing for me. Ben, you had a book that you wanted people to check out. A book? Didn't you have a book that you said you read or something about? Oh, the, the, what, the brain one? Yeah. Well, what, what would you say? Where would you say people would go? It doesn't have to be conspiracy theory wise, but what's something you people would do to get like more enlightened? And um, well, I mean, there, there was just a couple of topics that we brought up, so I thought maybe I'd I'd reiterate it. Like, there's there's conspiracy books and stuff and all that kind of stuff you can look into, but uh, so more on like a, a lighter note, I'd say go look at the YouTube stuff, like. Type in newscasters agree, you know, what we were talking about with that, how they all get the same talking points. Like, that shit is, like, it's pretty lighthearted and, and you know, it's just funny to watch. And then on a, a deeper level, go watch the documentary called An Open Secret about the pedophilia yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and abuse within uh, Hollywood. I, I think, you know, if you want to look at two different things, like, th- those are things that kind of contrast each other. But the newscasters agree thing. Like there's a bunch of them and it's actually really entertaining. Get on YouTube also and look at celebrity MK, MK, Michael Kevin, MK ultra glitches and make sure you start with the Al Roker one. And uh, cause we're going to be talking a lot about the fucking programming and how these people are fucking basically human robots. So uh, that'll be some fucked up shit. Yeah, That's no, I'll go with the fucking... obvious here. It's an easy read and it's something that, you know, as you're reading it, you're like, Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh shit. As you're reading it, 1984 man I'm, i tell yeah, people this all yeah. the time 1984 the orwellian is coming you know and you start to see that this stuff is happening you know um and i'm not going to get into it you know because we got to close but pick up that book and read it man pick up the- just watch the movie if you're lazy it doesn't do it millennials. they don't read i, I watch the movie i don't like it some people do it uh, uh, read the book uh, you yeah. should read the book, but at least get the audio book or something. You got to remember. Yeah, audio book. Millennials, yeah. I know, millennials I know you're a don't monkey, read. But, you know, some people, you know. Yeah. No, no one reads it. <laughs> That's outdated. We got we to gotta dumb everyone down. But, uh, yeah, so, yeah, 1984, you heard me reference it earlier in the podcast. That is a must yeah. for uh, anyone who wants to see what's going on right now. All right, boys. Thank you guys for coming on. We are going to do this again soon. I will update you guys on Twitter when the next Conspiracy Pod is. But, uh Make sure to go in there. Let us know what you think. Uh, go on to iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Uh, shoot us a review. Let us know. You've been asking for this. Even if it's bad, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck about a fucking rating. But uh, <laughs> let us know. You know, Let us know what you think. If it's good, if it's bad, what you want to see more of, let us know on Twitter. But uh, this is for you guys. So we just sit on the phone and talk about this shit. The reason we put it on air is for you. So keep us in a loop. Let us know what you thought. Um, and that's it. So uh, for Bob's Lessons, for Ben Jammin, I am Tommy G., Good luck. Stay cashing, motherfuckers. Mercy is for the weak. We do not train to be merciful here. A man face you, he is enemy. Enemy deserve no mercy. Ain't no mercy. Ain't no mercy.